And we are live once again, the WrestlePurist podcast, hosted by myself, Charlie, and Joe Holbert. And I guess this is the Christmas edition of the WrestlePurist mm-hmm. podcast, the Christmas edition of the AEW Dynamite Review. And yeah, we've got a lot to get into as usual. AEW Dynamite Review, as I just mentioned, Bailey is the latest to sign a new deal with WWE, and we've got a few more things to get into. So, first things first, please like, subscribe, send in super chats with any questions, any takes, anything like that. We'll get them read out. Turn on the post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good and having a nice Christmas season. Joe, you're in the spirit, aren't you? Yeah, mate. Merry Christmas, everyone, or, or Merry Blissmas, I guess, in the case of this hat. Um, once you're not very festive this evening. You, there's no, you're kind of letting the team down a little bit. Charlie brought the tree. I brought the jumper and the hat. Did you have like, we have you had like a full speed of something? Like that? I'm, I'm looking around my room. <laughs> yeah. oh, nonetheless, as, as you try and figure this out, um, I hope everyone is well. It is the last flagship episode before Christmas, so this is a triumphant occasion. Once again, Dynamite was good enough to get me to do this, which is even more triumphant in many ways, more important in the grand scheme of things. And I am at the start of a probably six-hour doubleheader, so let me warm up in this one, and I'll... Uh, <laughs> I'll get there in the end, folks. I hope everyone's yeah, well. Yeah, we, we won't push the pace too much on you no, tonight. Thank you. Know, you. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let you go into the green in good condition. You know, ready to put in that work, right, classy. But Charlie, how are you? You all ready for Christmas? I am feeling the festivities. Very happy that it is Christmas time. It's actually my favourite time of year. Busy few days, but that's what Christmas is all about: spending time with family, going to get drunk on Christmas Eve. Obviously, all the traditions. But yeah, excited to talk about Dynamite as well. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it. I actually watched most of it live, which is, I haven't been recently, but yeah, good grabs, good times. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. And uh, I'm sure we're going to get to it, of course, AW Dynamite Review. It's what we do here, you know, it's what we do better than anyone, isn't it, Joe Hall? But, you know, it's... Apparently, yeah. I mean, I don't watch any other ones. Well, not this one, actually. I'm just on it. So. <laughs> No, you don't watch the tape, expose myself. Yeah, I always expose myself. There is examining the footage, <laughs> scanning for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, um, today is an interesting day because a lot of the WWE releases that were released in, I think it was, of course, mid September, were um, their ninety days are up, Joe Hall, but they're free to do what they want, go where yeah. they want talk to who they want, sign with who they want. And there's been quite a bit of activity with some of them. Mustafa Ali was it was almost like a meme, you know, <laughs> all these indie promotions mm-hmm. putting out graphics with Mustafa Ali in different countries all over the place. So it was at least like five or six bookings that I saw. Uh, there, there's more. like 10. There's like oh, okay. 10 now. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like nine different promotions, 10 bookings. Nuts. Yeah, Mustafa Ali has been a he's been a hot free agent. Clearly, you know a lot of people are getting people are blowing up his phone. So uh, he looks like he's going to be very, very busy in twenty twenty four. And I wonder where I wonder if anywhere will approach him with something more long term instead of these indie dates. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did post a uh, kind of like a promo video to you know um, start his free agency with a bang. He's doing a world tour, and evidently. You know, <laughs> evidently. Uh, Dolph Ziggler's already announced that he's doing, is it Puerto Rico, Joe? Yes, it doing is. something yeah. in Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah. Hoping to see a bit more from him. Shout Benjamin as well as another one people will mm-hmm. look at. Uh, Mason Mansour, they already showed up in DPW. Uh, 
Um, Elisa Leon, she's been doing stuff with the crash in Mexico, I think. Um, so, yeah, some of them already getting active. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I was expecting Masafra Ali to get busy. Well, that even I was like kind of surprised by like the sheer amount that all just dropped today. I don't know where you yeah. two stand on it. Yeah, well, it was a lot. I think the video he posted, and think anyone who followed his WWE run will will not be surprised that he's going to kind of really make a point of that part of it, right? Like the presentation part of it, and the way he's kind of packaged as a as an attraction. Um, and today, if you know, just day one, it was a home run, right? I, I think. Yeah, we have to be honest in saying when you when you work in a lot of these independents, a lot of these matches individually won't be seen, but when you create that kind of like a boom thing, it, it's a perception thing, right? Yeah. He's going to make those shows, and I'm sure have good matches and work his absolute hardest. But from the broader perspective, there are many people that will never watch any of those matches that just saw the post today and were like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. Ali's got a big year ahead of him," and that's what it's all about. So he nailed it on that front. the The video was pretty damn cool, so that he posted so. I think he's going to do really well. I think he'll pretty soon be signed to a contract. And uh, he feels like an AEW guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think he's, his skill set is very well suited to being outside of WWE, regardless of if it is AEW or even if he's just independent for a bit, which let's be real, the independent scene could do with some folks that are just doing the independent scene because <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. that's part of why he's got like such buzz in the indies is because it's not, you know, there ain't a lot of great options that are fresh and exciting and he's one of them. So hopefully he makes as much money as he can. And Charlie, based off what you've been up to over 2023, 2022, to be honest, there's a good mm-hmm. chance that you will be at a show where Mustafa Absolutely. Ali is performing next year. <laughs> so, I will. you looking least, forward to uh... it? <laughs> oh yeah i i liked a lot of what he did in wwe like when i was watching and he was active there um he'll be at the rev pro show february 18th unfortunately in crystal palace but can't complain it's will osprey's last show as well so uh he's fighting robbie x which is one of like the cruiserweights so it a lot of the matches i've seen he's being booked against cruiserweights which is like i think pretty interesting to know but um, yeah, he's really hit the ground running, and I'm sure I'll see him live at other shows as well because I just can't stay away from him. I'm here, there, and everywhere so all the time. So yeah, who knows? He could end up in a I don't know. He could find himself in the best of a Super Juniors or something like that in 2024. Yeah, I be don't think that would uh, don't think that would exactly shock anyone, would it? You know, uh, what else? There's been there's been a bit more movement as well. Matt Riddle has. <laughs> Signed with MLW, I think he signed some sort of deal with him. He's wrestling Jake Fatu. Um, big fan of Jake Fatu, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, Matt Riddle, you know, could have had it all, he could have had it all, Joe Hall, but but you know, he's made some very questionable choices. And I guess at this point, I'm not particularly super interested to see what he does. I hope Jacob Fatu gets some sort of clout off it because, of course, Matt Riddle isn't. Yes, me too, Monty. Good call. Um, I think what Monty was trying to say is he's not convinced MLW is anyone's first choice, I think is what, you, what you're getting at, um, which is a hot okay, take. Yeah, I'm thinking back now. Um, yeah, went, yeah. When, when I freeze now, I just kind of just laughed at myself. It's just like, oh, you know. Yeah, I got professionals on screen with me. They'll, they'll take care of it. Something like that. But, uh, you know, MLW is red hot right now. So, you know, I'm sure they're... Why you got They're flying. I mean, come on, dude. Signed with MLW. 
I don't know if he's signed with MLW or if he's just doing a few days. Yeah, you know, with MLW. Joe, you know as good to MLW. Joe, you know as well as I do. Court Bauer is a uh, he get artistic with the word and all these things. So. What does it mean, Monty? What does that mean? I work for MLW now. Well, it's not good. <laughs> I, you know. I might as well say it. They, they run about as many shows. <laughs> I don't know how much longer we can we can pretend we can play this game with Cole, you know? How many more meetings does he need? In all seriousness, I look good for him. They booked Rocky Romero, so shout out to him. God bless. <laughs> yeah, that's a big signing. At least we know that, the Im- well, we still can hope, you know, that the impact big signing, the TNA signing, hard to kill. It's not going to be Matt Riddle, I don't think. Great. You know? Like, Merry up. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like so Yo, that's what it is, bro. You know, Dolph Ziggler, he's going to be the centrepiece of the promotion. I'm ready. I'm ready for yeah. impact. You know? So, like, where are we at on this? Like, would we rather Dolph come in and do some kind of quirky things as a as kind of a novelty in AEW or actually try and have like a top guy run in TNA. What are we what are we preferring of those two options? Charlie, option where do you stand B. on this? <laughs> you're on B, I just right? want him I just want to see him have some cool matches. I don't care where he signs. Like yeah. I don't really want to see him do a tag run with his brother. No no diss oh. to Ryan Nemeth, but I have like I don't know, it's not exactly gonna save the division, so let's not waste time on it, I think. But um yeah. Yeah. Just get Ziggler doing cool shit, I guess. I'm torn. B baby. You know, <laughs> usually I would agree, but in his case, I would kind of just rather he do like ten hand pick matches. You know, like, I don't rather him wrestle. With, but the idea of him wrestling, you know, uh, imagine him and Dragon closing a collision, or him and Kenny wrestling, or yeah, that would be nice wrestling. on one one night of the year. You know, for who's he gonna? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not against it. I would like to see him wrestle with guys. I'm probably gonna watch that hilarious Puerto Rico show just because. Yeah. Just I respect. <laughs> I respect taking a book in Puerto Rico. He will play it too. You, know? you really want to make an impact? Run the razor coast to coast, brother. Puerto Rico, bring it back. <laughs> Let's get Puerto Rico hot again. Yeah, I do think. Um, I think some of these promotions that have got uh, Mustafa booked probably do have Ziggler booked as well. But they're like today's Ali's day, so yeah. we're gonna just hold on to this one, keep it in our back pocket. When things are a bit quiet, just throw the graphic out. So I can see people like GCW doing that. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me if you popped up at Progress because people love mm-hmm. doing Progress when they're like fresh out of a contract. They just come over and pop themselves in the yeah. UK. Wow. It's like fair. He could do. Uh... He wouldn't surprise me, Dolph, that is, of being a guy who gets one of those, like, um, an evening with deals over here. He had a long mm. enough career. You know, he could do, like, a, he could make the UK thing he a little bit of a... inside the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember yeah. what Kenny's thing was, but, yeah. He could do one of those. I mean, he would probably do a stand-up show instead, which... You know. We'll be there, Joe. Well... <laughs> The stand-up show during all-in weekend. I'm, I might have to be there for. We'll be there. Him and Nigel does his magic. Yeah, Nigel does the magic. I have I'm heard so that cool. magic show is incredible. Have you guys heard anything about this? I've heard it's incredible. I've heard it's really fucking good, and I was really oh. sad that I didn't go to it last year. Yeah, now. me too. I'm going. Yeah. He, he ain't going to be doing it this year, bro. He's going to be locked in this year. Mm-hmm. 500 press-ups, <laughs> running the streets of London, getting ready to kill the American dragon. So. <laughs> 
beautiful stuff. Um, uh, what other what other free agents have we got? Um, Holly is apparently what people think is going to be for TNA, which is quite funny to be honest. I don't know why nah, multiple people nah, think nah, that. Nah, you, they, they wouldn't do it like that because we, we've oh, seen yeah, our we've seen our impact has brought in kind of the uh, you know the not as big names from these yeah, releases. Just... And remember, um, what was his name, bro? No way, Jose. Yeah, what was his what was his impact name? No way. <laughs> no way. They did that that campaign before uh after all of the releases they did that campaign where they had like they teased all of them. You know, they showed like a Bulgarian flag to just Miro oh, yeah, and, uh, and it was like no way and Aiden English. I fucking love TNA, man. God bless him. It's real It's It's promotion, you know. Uh, yeah, we have someone said in the chat, Shelton Benjamin, Elias. I mean, sure, you know. He's a TNA guy for sure. Yeah, we're shocked. <laughs> Lucky Milton. Yeah. Do you think they go for any of the big guys? <laughs> Dabakai. <Where are> Dabakai, <laughs> oh. Oh, the um, beat. Oh, you mean actually Shanky? Yeah, yeah, Shanky. Oh. I thought you meant like Okada. Oh. I was like, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Shanky. So one of them will probably be Eric Young's heater. <laughs> Shanky tore it up at that house show in India with Gunther before he got released, didn't he? You remember the clip? Oh, <laughs> Having that insane chat battle. I think Eddie Edwards probably needs a new heater, right? So. One of these fellas is probably going to work with Jacob Fatu in the aforementioned major leagues. So, mm-hmm. yeah, hopefully everyone think, does you know, well. You know, seriously. Yeah, honestly, though, some of them may even, you know, do something outside of wrestling. Yep. Um, that does Brooks happen. Probably going to go back straight back into a uh, fitness modeling, and that that'll probably be a thing now. Good on her. A lot less bumps. A lot less bumps. A lot less Longer bumps. Career. Uh, who else, man? Uh, Mansoor, Mace. See what they're doing to yeah. DPW. Mansour's they've kept, they've kept themselves. Been announced uh, for GCW as well, I think. Not so. bad. Not bad. Not bad. But yeah, hopefully they keep themselves busy. Mustafa Ali seems to be very busy, and you just assume at least Dolph Ziggler as well is going to be yeah. pretty pretty busy. And it'd be nice to see Shelton do as much as he wants to do. You know, yeah, uh, thing, see, yeah. seeing people think that he's gonna have some like <laughs> mid card title reign in AEW or something, he's just like, well, hold up, you know, <laughs> he's getting up there, good old Shelton is. <laughs> I I think that's the thing with Dolph and Shelton, though, to be honest, of like they're not gonna have the same output as Oli because I don't think their motivation is gonna be the same. Right, they're mm-hmm. at very different points in their career. Oli's a guy who has been kind of waiting for this opportunity. Right, he requested his release. God, what are we looking at? three years ago right a long time ago um so i think he's obviously going to approach it differently than those two will but if they want to be busy i'm sure they could be so time will tell what about rick boogs you see him end up in tna i forgot that he was released <laughs> that's the last one i promise <laughs> he worked uh it's crazy that he was on mania like yeah 2022, you know, I know that was a very unfortunate evening for him, but like he was on that show, he was in a tag title match, which is he was. those belts main evented the, 
It's very strange. But anyway, it's yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm not convinced I've ever like actually seen him wrestle. He's pretty jacked, which oh is more important God. in some ways. He's hilariously jacked. Like, hilarious. Look, because he was he always jacked. Then scary. I think he got injured once, like during his main roster run. And when he came back, like, he, like I said, he was always jacked anyway, but he came back from this one injury, like, hilarious. Like, yes. You thought Randy Orton like at Survivor Cage Series was funny, you know? This was, you know. Rick <laughs> Boog got so big, but I remember that, like, when he used to, like, come out to do, like, what, like I don't know, do Shinsuke's intro or whatever, like, I mm. would, like, laugh. Like just from just from him appearing and just looking yeah. like, just insane, you know. Um, but yeah, big Rick Boogs, you know. You could see him, could see him in TNA, you know. For yeah. sure he does. He's very charismatic and he's very big. Yeah. So. NWA champ Rick Boogs, what do you reckon? <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got the characteristics, you know. They haven't come up yet in this conversation. The big dogs, the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, they might go for Matt Riddle. Wrestling Heritage. NWA. Wrestling Heritage. Mm, I'll be careful with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, you know what I'm going to put up? I'm going to put the banner up, people. Let's get some super chats. Let's get to them. Um, And yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Brian Buster 499, appreciate you as always. We'll be making my way to the theatre in a few hours to see MJF presents the Iron Claw. God bless Wrestle Purists and God bless World Class Championship Wrestling. <laughs> MJF presents is a good Incredible. bit. Incredible. You know, it's a good bit. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm very yeah. much looking forward to when it hits theatres in the UK. We've got a few months, About unfortunately. Seven months. I'm, I'm probably going to do it by other means, unfortunately. Mm. It's a shame to put us in this position, Joe. That's <laughs> illegal. Shame. Nah, just going to fly to a different country that's got it in food. Yeah, you, you probably know? would, Charlie, honestly. I always yeah, surprise me. What about me? Log on one day and chase at the airport. Just fly to <laughs> LA, folks. I'll report back afterwards. Um, it probably would be LA as well. That's yeah. a running bit. Always a... I'm going to weigh it out, I think, on the... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be brave and... Fight off the spoilers for the Iron Claw. You're going to avoid spoilers, folks. Mm. Don't tell us what yeah. happens in the Iron Claw, whatever you do. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be exactly a, a Disney happy ending, you know. Well, mm. Marshall and Ross look pretty good. <laughs> We're back. Uh, God bless. God bless America. David, David Weimer, one night you know. Can the AEW TV deal survive a second merger? I mean, I guess. I'm just going to say are, yes. Mergers are very scary. They are World Championship scary, Wrestling. But... Nightmares. Images flashing before my eyes. No one knows. We're just going to say yes, but we're actually all terrified because merger in wrestling is like. You know, it's history, bro. It's the scary, scary business. So hopefully, right? Otherwise, we're all fucked. Yeah, I'm out of the job. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Scott, 699 Canadian, appreciate it. All the Mustafa Ali graphics are wild to see. I think you'll have a big 2024. I think you'll be right, mate. Absolutely. I think you'll be right. Uh, Willie 499, appreciate it as always. Who do y'all think leaked Mercedes contract demands to SRS? Very purposeful framing and timing of the news, in my opinion. Someone certainly wanted it out there. I don't think there's that much of a conspiracy beyond it. I think it's just... Um, It was said with the report that, you know, she's getting one of the biggest deals by a woman in WWE history. And it wouldn't surprise me if that was a question that people asked if Mercedes was going to be making more or wanted to make more. Um, what Mercedes number is, try and gauge the interest on that. I don't know. Um, it's kind of gross the way people responded to that story. Yes. Some people. It, it was quite amazing. I read the story... And then was told the response, and then saw some of the response, and was pretty stunned. Actually, I didn't think what the, I didn't think the wording of the report was that like insane. I actually it was like totally feasible and understandable. But what do I know? Yes, I mean I don't think the wording and stuff was, or the framing and everything. You know, I didn't think it was that bad. It's just like the number that Mercedes Monet is asking for is higher than the, the, the number that Charlotte just got for her yeah. deal, which is also said to be one of the biggest in. For sure. I, I think this, the report was just trying to give context on, like, range. But with the way that works with social is, like, it just immediately encourages, like, the comparison. So then one side is, like, propping one up to pull the other down and vice versa. And it's like, she just wants to get paid, you know? <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. I don't think it's a Charlotte Flair thing for, for Mercedes. She just wants to get paid. It's kind of it's kind of lame how those things go. But I don't know, leaked it. Um I'm sure I, I got a feeling she's going to get paid pretty good after all. So, yeah. Good for her. Scott, 279. Appreciate it. Riddle fighting the bloodline even out of WWE. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know. Uh, Will Chisholm, $5. Appreciate you as always. So, Matt Riddle at MLW. It's only Dolph or Mercedes. But for TNA, but do TNA have Charlotte Flair money long? Um, although I've said for a while, I think that the TNA Mercedes is just a it's a wild dream, you know. I don't think that's I don't think that one's happening. To be honest, um, it, I will say it does sound like they are pretty willing to get a little bit nuts with the spending. Yeah, Dave Meltzer said yeah. on um, Observer Radio, I think it was like apparently they've put some funds aside you know, to sign one of these big free agents. Right. So. But I do I think Mercedes is like the most expensive one probably like you could probably get yeah. a card for cheaper than like definitely i'd say i think the most likely outcome is they're going to really overpay one of the other names Dolph. Yeah. feels like it yeah um two million listen here's what it is um look i'll say this for tna and, and budget and such and with love to that talent roster, their roster has been like miles big for years now. You know, they have a two hour TV show and they'll go like, I don't know where they're at now, but as of like a year ago, they were like 60 deep. It's like, really doesn't need to be that way. You know, so this, mm-hmm. I think this, as well. yeah, and they're adding exactly, they're adding. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want TNA to be like a fun, it would be nice if TNA was a part of when we do these shows every week. 
it would be nice if TNA felt like they were an actual part of the conversation rather than us kind of like treating it as like frying a bone, right? Bound for Glory's on, what's the matches? Like, it'd be nice if they are mm-hmm. part of the picture. I'm not super optimistic, not even through for their own, just like where the landscape is. But as a fan, I'd love to see them get someone like notable that makes everyone go, whoa, let's have a look at that. I, I think it'd be great for wrestling. So I'm rooting for them legitimately. The Will Ospreay punk combo would have... Uh... No, that, yeah, that bit so went bad. great, by the way. <laughs> we, we, we wheeled that one out in October and by November, both guys had publicly signed contracts for other companies. Yep. So great job, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for sticking to the plan, folks. <laughs> Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you as always. Riddle versus Fatu in MLW. We are back. I'm sure Rob gets back on MLW train. Charlie, enjoy your Will Ospreay WrestlePurious article and happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas to you, Darren. Uh, appreciate you all year round, mate. Um, I, mean, I don't know about the We Are Back. Rob is a sick, sick, sick man. So. Yes. He may jump back on the MLW train in 2024. That wouldn't actually shock me, but I can't speak for him. But he's a sick man. And Charlie's Will Ospreay article is very good. You should all go read it. Yeah, please do. I enjoyed writing it. Yeah. Uh, Riddle versus Fatu will probably be annoyingly good, to be honest. But yeah. you get what well, you get, I suppose. You could just do what the rest of the world's going to do and not watch it, really. There you go. This is true. Honestly, didn't think Riddle was that great towards the end of his WWE run. Anyway, no, he was. Uh, it was a big drop off. Yeah. I remember going back and forth with people about it quite a lot in the uh, not the early yeah. Triple H regime. You know, I was just kind of like, I don't need to relight like that conversation and get spiteful. You know. Mm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Andrew the Giant. Five pounds. Appreciate you. As always. Oh my God. If the Iron Claw ends like every Dark Side of the Ring episode in season three, after this tragedy, all was saved by the Suns. <laughs> by the Suns wrestling in AEW. I mean, mm. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know that one. Iron Claw 2 is just going to be just a documentary about FTR versus the, the Von Erics on Collision. In January 2024, when they go an hour, but I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Oh man! <laughs> Just imagining my review of that. <laughs> Finally, we're back. <laughs> in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's been Dallas. In Dallas. Uh, Kevin Crow is somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> Get Brett in the uh, other corner. Wrestling Heritage once again, Money. I'm going back to that again. Alright, let's um oh, we're just oh, talking yeah, about we're just talking about contracts and free agents and whatnot and Sasha Banks Mercedes Monet came up and Charlotte Flair's new deal came up, so I guess it's only right that we talk about Bailey as well. She is the latest to sign a new deal with WWE, so that would be Dom, Rey Mysterio, um, and now Charlotte Flair. I feel like I'm missing someone. Was there someone else as well? I'm not sure. I don't know. You're the news hmm. merchant, brother. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. Anyway, I didn't see the, the Mysterio one. 
Yeah, Rey Mysterio signed a new deal with WWE, multi-year deal. I think Nick Halsman said it was a three-year deal. Oh, the dream's over. Got it. Yeah, that's that's gotta be his last deal. And he's apparently yeah. he's planning to wrestle throughout that contract as well. So God bless, you know. <laughs> God God bless Rey Mysterio, man. Wrestling into his fifties. Um the next yeah, UK house uh, house show tour he's on, I will be there. I've got to see him live before he hangs up the boots. He's like one of the only people I've got left to check off my list. Listen, WWE UK house shows are they seem like a vibe, you know. Yeah, they're cool. I still can't general cool. <laughs> I still can't like wrap my head around that when I walked into that Birmingham live show earlier this year. There was like ten thousand people in there. <laughs> I remember walking in there expecting about three, four thousand people. I was like, yeah, the heart at the moment. That's a respectable house show. Walked in there, it was literally full to the broom. I was like, Jesus Christ. Come yeah. your roads. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, this uh this coming year, 2024, I'm looking forward to seeing uh Cody Rhodes with the belt, you know. Hopefully get to see Ram Stereo, you know. Um, I'd like to see Gunther that would be very nice I would like to see Gunther I'd like to see Gunther um, Roman Reigns ain't going to do those UK house shows brother. could not care less <laughs> yeah. God bless he's made his money <laughs> he ain't doing no UK house show um, but yeah Randy Orton Joe oh yeah. yeah I saw him it was Rudin Ziggler versus the Street Profits versus RK Bro. And Randy Orton didn't tag in until the very end in an RKO and waved goodnight. And it was glorious. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. I've <laughs> never, never been happier to have my money stolen. I was thrilled. <laughs> Kissed the ground as I walked out. I said, finally, I made it. Oh, he was so That's over, too. My God. <laughs> He's so over, right? Always. So, yeah. He's great, man. But, yeah. Anyway. Back on topic, Bailey, new WWE deal. Don't think anyone is particularly surprised. Uh, this is another multi-year deal, of course, as expected. Uh, first reported by PW Insider, but quickly followed by Fight for Select. So two of the very, very most reliable uh, news sources in wrestling. I think it's pretty safe to say that that's uh, pretty ironclad as, he, as, yeah. as far as scoops go, you know. Um but yeah, Joe Locke said, not surprising. Uh, Charlotte's just signed a new deal. Apparently, hers is a multi-year deal. Big money. She's got her own bus, Joe. I don't know if you saw that detail. Oh, um, shit. Becky Lynch recently said that she would happily retire in WWE, and she loves it, and it's home. So, you know, everyone knows her deal's coming up soon. I don't think anyone would be too surprised if she re-signs in the next couple, in the next month or so, to be honest, or even in the next few weeks. And... Uh, you know what that means, Joe Hall, but there's one horsewoman left, you know. Aaliyah? A... <laughs> <sighs> oh. No. Try again. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Dana. <laughs> no, I'm just, just left, man. <laughs> it is, the timing is very... You're right. Your eyebrows do raise. I can't really raise them very high because I'm wearing this very funny hat right now. But Mercedes Monet's status is definitely, you know, it, it does feel intriguing that two of the four horsemen have just, their re-signings just become public. 
whether it was signed like right away. Well, I don't I don't know when the deal was signed, but they've just it's been this week, right? The stories have come out. In addition, Becky had that quote, and we're a lot of us are kind of trending towards a Mercedes return. So it is interesting. They never did, unless I'm mistaken, after the, the initial NXT one, they never did the four horsemen four on the main roster, which is peak Vince WWE. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> you could literally sit him in front of an open goal and he'd run away from it. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's I, to me, it's pretty clear where that's been trending for a while. We spoke about, it, I think, off the air. I don't know. It all blends together. But I started to shift on the Mercedes thing when it became less apparent to me what her entry would be in the AEW division. Mm-hmm. When Soraya won that belt, the belief was, from people that were pre-connected to the matter, the belief was those two things link, right? And Mercedes wanted to work with Soraya. Since then we've gone into this timeless Tony direction. And I think it's very hard to look at that division right now and say, there is where Mercedes would slot in. To me, there's not a natural jump point. Whereas with WWE, they're telling a story that feels actively suited to Mercedes coming in with, alongside Bailey. And even if you don't do that, you've just, there's more star power you can slot her in, you know, to a program with insert name. So it feels like it's going that way. Nonetheless, uh, good for Bailey. She's been a, like obviously been a great soldier for them and battled back from that injury and I think it's kind of poised for a bit of a a, a, a kind of comeback year and um, I think 2024 might be a pretty good year for Bailey because I think she's going to turn babyface pretty soon here mm-hmm. and I think even I've talked about it quite a bit like I think her in ring will be greatly helped by that she'll be able to just sell. You know, I think yeah. I think she'll be better. I think she like her matches will actually be a lot better. Not to say they've been bad. I just think they'll be better as a babyface. So, yeah, good well, for some, Bailey. Some have because I just so she's know. been up and down. Be, right? Being yeah. being a heel in ring is like, oh, I think even us, like we kind of underestimate like how oh, is, hard yeah. it is to actually be yeah. engaging heel doing a heat segment, especially when you're not working with a fucking. Eddie Kingston or someone like a babyface yeah. who's just going to like interject so much yeah. energy into it throughout. Um, and I think there has been times where she has really struggled with that, you know. Um, and yeah, there's been there's been moments as well where she's looked a little, let's just say, not the smoothest she's looked in a career, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I do think being a babyface will help her in all aspects, to be honest. Even like a promos and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Charlie Bailey. It seems like she's getting paid. It seems like she's gearing up for a big twenty twenty four, and uh, it's nice to see any for Pam. Yeah, yeah, she's been real uh, good for WWE. Like it feels like she's always game to do whatever they throw at her, even if it's kind of to her detriment sometimes. But um, yeah, I'm always happy to see wrestlers get paid, and if she's happy to stay at WWE, more power to her. I hope she has a great twenty twenty four and. Like a really fruitful 2024, and like just gets to do some cool storylines with some cool people. I won't be watching yeah. most of it, so I hope I hear good things. Yeah, I'm sure you'll see, you'll you'll tune in for a decent pay per view show with a money, yeah. you know, something like that. Anyways, like uh, but yeah, shout out Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte got a bus which popped me huge, you know. Uh, That's very real. Ibi was we saying, official... I think it was yes. Do we have an official list of who does and doesn't have buses in WWE? Because that's kind of a status um, thing, you know? 
well, me and Ibu were talking about it yesterday, so uh, I can only kind of reiterate what he's okay. said and I guess what he's either heard or speculated on. So I'm not sure how uh, accurate all this is, but uh, I believe Cody Rhodes, uh, Seth Rollins and Becky have a bus as well. Uh, Sasha had a bus when she was there, apparently. He lost the bus. Um, no bus anymore. <laughs> had a bus. She okay. had a bus. And uh, Charlotte's got one now, yeah. So I'm sure Brock probably has one when he comes in. Brogan's probably got one. Yeah. You know, he says a tractor or something. There's <laughs> a massive shed. <laughs> yeah. It's a big barn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's a few people that got their own bus or some sort of transport or whatever to make them, you know, make them extra comfortable on the road, Jahul. But, you know, um... what a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tremendous. I mean, a lot of people were like, you know, with the merger, like, we were just talking literally earlier, mergers and wrestling usually are quite, uh, you know, obviously that is different with it being the television network and not the actual like, company itself, like this WWE TKO thing is. Um, but, you know, like a lot of people did kind of fear the worst with these renewals coming up. You know, there was a lot of people doing that. And there was actually one or two, I think, reports, to be honest, saying that, you know, WWE are preparing to throw some money at these renewals. And judging off what we've seen so far, that does seem to be the case, you know. Um, So, yeah, hopefully they can keep it going because I will never complain at wrestlers getting paid because percentage-wise, compared to other sports, they are getting fucked. So Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, it's nice to see. Uh, hope hopefully Endeavor keeps throwing the money around, you know. Uh it'd be interesting to see what happens with Seamus and Drew, I think. We'll really see what Endeavor's made of, Joe, you know. Gotta be throwing you gotta be you gotta be throwing seven figures at Big Shame, you know? Otherwise I gotta question the integrity as a business, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you're gonna get that one. We'll see. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully he gets that. I hope he gets paid, but selfishly, I want to see him have a run outside of WWE. It would be fun, yeah. He's not really got anything left to do in WWE. If he gets paid, no. God bless, but it would be fun to see him out and about doing weirdness. So I want to be mad at TK throwing that seven figures at him either, brother. I want to be in the G1 as well. Oh. I don't think you'll get seven figures doing that, but oh. Hey, man. Tony can throw the seven figures and send him off to Japan before he debuts. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we know you have the money. Put it to good use. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Will on five pounds. Appreciate you as always. I think what hurts TNA is the past 20 years of crazy booking. And also, if a talent goes there for six months to a year and leave, they to go to WWE or AEW. How old is TNA? 20 years. How When did TNA? Oh, yeah, two. Oh, two. Yeah. 20 years, so the past 20 years, like there was an era before the past 20 years, like that's the entire life of the promotion. The past 20 years, Um, they've been not since day one. God bless. So, like, what hurts TNA is just simply TNA being TNA in that case, you know. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I mean, is that is kind of their identity, right? It's like TNA had. Some good years, don't be wrong, but there was always like this kind of cloud of insanity surrounding TNA. That's kind of part of the charm. Um, yeah, and I, 
TNA has a very complex legacy, which is a different show for another day. Impact and TNA have been very different in that, like, yeah. Impact has kind of been like a steady thing that's handled like mostly. A, it's handled like mostly professionally. Mostly, it's still pro wrestling, but it just doesn't get a lot of buzz. Whereas TNA was like, you know, obviously commercially it was way bigger because it was on a bigger platform. But TNA was unhinged in, in, back in the <laughs> they, day. They, they so. swung. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. They swung, brother, uh, in quality and in terms of you know the metaphor of just swinging big. Bring brother, back, you know? <laughs> yeah, bring it uh, back. I think it is on Dynamite. Yeah. yeah, it is very funny how much I dislike the double stuff because, like, I loved Aces and Eights at a time, but I was also very young, so we'll just ignore that. Yeah, them. it was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, TNA is TNA, brother. It kind of just is what it is. Um, I, I'm hoping they do create some buzz and can build on it for this TNA, well, going back to TNA branding and 2024 in general, get a, this big free agent signing that apparently they're trying to sign. And, you know, this Dolph Ziggler I, ace run. It's going to lead us to the promised land, you know? I still think they should have done their debut TNA show in the UK and it would have been yeah. a smash hit for them. Because they were 10K. so, yeah, easily. I think they could have sold out Wembley Arena easily. Because like people in the UK love nostalgia in their wrestling, so they'll see that TNA graphic. They're just like, okay, yeah, sorted. Like we hundred percent would have fell for it as well. Like one hundred percent would have fell for it. Like I would didn't have to drop the card. card like. Announced. <laughs> like I would be there. <laughs> We're pretty shameless over here, you know. Yes. Um. Yeah, we'll choose on going to Worthing to see Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle in a tiny venue. Like, I literally, well, he is a wrestler purist, wrestler, the in ring wrestler of the year nominee, Mm -hmm. Charlie. So, yeah, it's going to be a very tiny venue, so it's real graps. It's going to be like 100 people in there. I can't wait. Wrestling is God intended to be honest. That's going to be awesome. Five dollars, I can't prove it. But I bet Bailey is in Mercedes. Ian saying it's cool now, it's safe. Vince is gone and Johnny Ace is out of here. Oh, I'm sure that the talk still, you know, and they were obviously pretty Ouch. close friends. Um, you know, there's no more beast way to start a super chat then. I can't prove it, but real <laughs> start them all like this. Um, Joseph. Two pounds, appreciate you. I was at the same Brum show, sold me on Cody as him. That honestly, shamelessly, that is exactly the same reason why I bought a ticket. Cody, <laughs> Cody posted his dates. <laughs> you know when he posts his dates? <laughs> yes, that does rule. <laughs> like he's like a music act doing a tour. Yeah. That does rule. And um, you know, I saw Birmingham, UK, and I was like, I ain't missing this, brother. You know, bought my ticket straight away. So. Cody Rhodes moves tickets to house shows, bro. He's a ticket mover. And I think I think like the bump in house shows, I think they'll get any I think they'll actually get another bump when Cody's actually got the belt, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think I think the WWE audience will come out to see Cody with the belt, you know? Yeah, um, probably. I know I will. But... I know you will too. <laughs> yeah. I might be there, but not for Cody. Oh, just you keep telling yourself that, Charlie. I haven't liked Cody since 2018. Yeah, you it hasn't changed. Yourself, he, he, it hasn't he changed. He grows on you. you know? He doesn't. He Cody wills. 
Cody Wells on 99. Merry Blissmas to you three stars and all the Puries. The Puries? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds problematic. You need to figure this out, Monty. This is an issue we've got right now. This We don't know the right term for our, our loyal Look, viewers. Look, I'm just Puris. Puris is problematic in its own way. That's gross as hell. Purists. Shout out to the purists. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, we don't have to say shout out to anyone. You know, we love our, I'll, I'll just refer to them as our audience. You know, yeah. it's our what? audience, our friends. A lot of them are regulars in in live chat and the super chats that we recognise, and we, some of some of them we go back and forth with on Twitter and stuff. It's we're a big family, Joe. You know, this is an audience. They're not fans. I know, Joe. I know Joe uh, backstage. He always calls them. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you call them fans and peasants. And yes. How many marks we got waiting for us, Monty, is what I say. <laughs> Speaking of such, you can. Uh, it's a little late for Christmas, but if you have any birthdays coming up, you can officially order an 8x10. I will sign it. Um, price is down a little bit. We're at 150 bucks right now. So My favourite thing is that like, if we actually put that on the store... Like not for 150 bucks, but like if we actually put that on the store, like some sick cunt would buy it, you know. An eight by ten <laughs> would be absolutely. Especially it's a picture it of me like... and you from Money in the Bank. Yeah, <laughs> it would be funny. And this is the thing: is I'm dumb enough to actually do this as like a bit. Me getting like promotional shots done of like an actual, like as I'm an actual professional wrestler, but instead it's podcasting. So just me with headphones on, <laughs> pointing. <laughs> With a microphone, pondering, you know. Those those old eighties professional, you know those those yeah. Bill Apter f- photographs. You know, he should be on Wrestle Purists. When is he on? Worldwide? Honestly, bro, honestly, I'd love to talk to Bill Apter. Like, yeah, I, awesome. I love him so much. Like he's a uh, bless him, legend. Yeah, if you if you if you don't like Bill Apter, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, who's aware who he is, because I know he's not exactly like uh, he's not in the. He's not in the eye of the wrestling fan as often as he right. used to be. You know, it's a different time, brother. But if you are aware of who Bill Aptor is, yeah. so if you're aware of who Bill Aptor is, then you probably you most probably have a very big soft spot for him. He's, mm-hmm. he's awesome, man. He's just got that charm, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd love to have Bill Aptor on him and Joe Holbert chopping it up. You know, he'd be talking over him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's get him on worldwide. I'm gonna work on it. We still need to work on the uh, just the make sure make sure Manny's not on the show because they might get into that one topic you don't want to get into. You know, I think there's more than one, but fair. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of lost me there, but yeah. someone, someone in the chat will know I'm referencing, and we'll move on to the AEW Dynamite review. Carry on, Monty. We won't actually. We've got two more super chats, mate. Will Chisholm, five dollars. The Creed brothers marking out over Cody, calling him the goat kind of pop man. New nightmare faction. Mm. <laughs> it was very good. So good. <laughs> he the looks fucking beast. <laughs> I like the Creed a lot. Did it's you see the clip, Joe? No, I did not. <laughs> it's Christmas this week, man. I know, but it's just sometimes like when when there's something like hilarious as this. It's, it usually makes its way onto Twitter and, you know, it might call your eye. It's yeah. my assumption there, you know. Cody Rhodes in the back, greeting the, uh, 
you know, the young, young up and coming tag team of the Raw division. He wishes them luck in the tag title match and shakes around or whatever he does in his Cody Rhodes fashion, like a political candidate, uh, presidential candidate, should I say. Um, and, uh, you know, they get geeked out. Like, oh my God, that's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> like, that's why he's the goal. That's why he's the goal. <laughs> uh, it was good shit. Broken, one ninety nine. Big AO scared by the devil. I mean, he's scared by his, by his boss calling him for work, you know? <laughs> Maybe he is the devil. <laughs> or AO's boss. <laughs> or AO himself. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to allege anything. I just think it's interesting. As the allegations heat up, AO is nowhere to be found, unfortunately. Darren Walker, five pounds. Need Bill out to at the media scrums log when at the Triple H scrum with his Austin Theory question. That ruled, yeah. Yeah, man. And he, he changed because he's like, because he's, he's too old. He's done what he needs to do in this game. And it's like, he's not just going to sit there and take the answer like he did, like, uh, like evidently when he went back and forth about the United States Championship not being defended on pay per view. So, um,. Big fan of Bill Apter, man. Like I said, would love to, uh, would love to have him on the channel somehow, somewhere. Actually, honestly, just to actually like talk to him more than anything. But um, anyway, now, Joe, we're going to the AW Dynamite review, mm. which I'm sure you're absolutely ecstatic about. Oklahoma, you know, your favorite city, Joe. I'm sure, you've been yep. there a few times. Continental Classic. Yeah, it's getting to the final stages. This is the final league games of the Gold League. And then, obviously, now we've got the Gold League final, which is a knockout, so it's not technically a league game, you know. Um, but, yeah, the last of the league games in the Gold League. And we got straight into it. Didn't even have the normal, you know, pyro start to AW Dynamite. It's just straight, straight into Swerve's entrance. And, uh, yeah, Swerve versus Rouge. Rouge pops me quite a lot in this. Just going like traditional baby face, <laughs> like you know, um, doing a lot of selling, selling the legs, swerve. You know, um, I guess it kind of allowed him to, you know, go into the role of doing his heel stuff. You know, which I think he should be doing. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of worried about Swerve. You know, getting as much cheers as he does and as much as a babyface reaction as he sometimes can get well I think it's just all about the opposition you put him against uh, obviously Roosh is going to be kind of like an interesting dynamic because obviously he's not usually your traditional babyface but Roosh's effort, Roosh's effort did pop me quite a lot I thought you know Swerve looked good again uh, it was a nice opener Joe what did you think? Yeah I liked it, it was a good match um, both yeah. guys kind of you know kind of made sacrifices stylistically to kind of meet in the middle, right? Like, I think it's kind of a little bit of a challenging matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they navigated that really well. And even when there was, like, slight lack of chemistry on display, it almost helped the match because it added, there was, like, physicality and a little bit of a clunkiness, which I think there's, there's room for. Um, I'm torn on the swerve babyface heel thing because we all think you should be a heel, but in this particular case he probably would have been better served wrestling babyface just because he was so over. They probably couldn't have foreseen just how over he'd be in this building, right? Like, he's over every week, but my goodness, he was like the most over guy on the show here. Um, so that probably would have, I think, 
it actually improved the match if he'd have kind of leaned into that. But nonetheless, um, they had a good one. I think it was the weakest of this week's classic matches. But that says more about the other yeah. two Continental Classic matches, right? And that's kind of been a trend throughout. The Gold League has kind of lived in this, like, good to very good range almost throughout the entire thing, honestly. Um, and this week was no different. This was a good professional wrestling match. I liked it. Yeah, there was like I said, not nice opener. Uh, you enjoyed Charlie? I did, of course I did. Two of my favorite wrestlers going at it. They were bumping like crazy. Yeah. Like with the crowd reactions they were getting, they could have like sleepwalked this match and probably like impressed the crowd no matter what. But they put a lot of effort into it and those like those that swerve bump on the apron, like where he went down on his shoulder that was taped up, looked fucking nasty. But I enjoyed it a lot. I agree with Joe. I think it was the weakest of the three on the show, but again, the other two were just so good that like it's not yeah. a knock on the talent at all. Like I enjoyed it a lot, though. Great guys. I hope they have another match in the future that they get not necessarily more time for, but maybe a gimmick match. I feel like a yeah. thunder match between these two could be pretty fucking good. Yeah, this is the kind of matchup that will be unlocked by like a feud or a conflict. Mm-hmm. It's not really suited to just being an exhibition. So for what it was, I think they did it rather well, to be honest. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was a real nice start to the show. Of course, I liked how they kind of just went straight into it as well. And, uh, yeah, Swerve got three points here. He got the win and uh, qualified for the final in the process. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of Super Chats. Want to get them read out. Keep them coming as we do the review, people. MazFan84199, appreciate it. AEW needs to compile all the C2 promos in one Video. Please do. It'd make uh, my job of finishing the speech a lot easier. I think it would be better. Instead of just one video, it would be like each person's in one video. Their journey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, instead of just like a bunch of random promos, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But they have all been very good, and I like, I guess, the uh, the skeleton of the idea, you know? Uh, Matt K. <laughs> Two pounds. Appreciate yeah. Merry Christmas, Dax the Big Hard Axe. Agreed. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, all right, back to AW Dynamite, Continental Classic, uh, Blue League promo package. Uh, this is just pretty much a standard Blue League promo package. And then we get Chris Jericho in a backstage. Not promo, more like a message. You know, he, he, of course, goes over like Kenny Omega being diagnosed with diverticulitis and kind of going through that and um, sending him his best well wishes. He said that, you know, um, you know, his health comes first. The crowd reacted to it. They started Kenny chants, which is nice to hear. And uh, I think it goes without saying that all of the AEW universe, you know, um, they're all massively beyond Kenny, you know. It's Kenny Omega, man. There's a really sincere love for the guy, and it's you know, it's cool to see uh, the fans kind of react like this for him, you know, and kind of everyone's wishing Kenny Omega the best, of course. Hopefully, he comes back really soon because, like I said before, diverticulite is really very like he literally could be back in like I don't know, I don't want to, I'm no doctor, but like literally like a few <laughs> weeks, a month, or something, or it could be something where he's out for like the better, better part of a year or something, you know. Um, so hopefully he's back really soon. And uh, I thought this was a nice touch. You know, Jericho said the Golden Jets are going to be picking back up where they left off, which was 
Mm. You know, of course, Jericho had to slip that in there, you know. <laughs> but overall, this was a nice message, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Reaction was in the last two. This mm. was this was nicely handled, I thought. It was, it was, wasn't it, Charlie? Yeah, I feel like this is the best way they could have approached this subject. I'm glad that they did do it on the Dynamite as well. And they let Jericho, like, be the one to send the message because it makes sense. Obviously, they were just about to do this tag run or whatever. But, um, yeah, short and sweet. Hope Kenny gets better soon. Yeah, man. Best wishes to Kenny Omega from the rest of Puris family and audience. Um, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Just, you know, two pals, you know. They know each other's tricks, Joe Hall, but they know, you know, they know know each other's weaknesses, Charlie. And uh, they're both on zero points, yeah. Fighting, but there's professional pride, you know. Uh, Not wanting to get outdone by the friend, you know, bragging rights, whatever you want to call it. This was Jay Lethal's best match at the tournament, I thought. Um... Mark Briscoe has been pretty remarkable when it comes to like just the level he's been able to maintain, even in losing five out of four out of five of his matches, or however many it is. Um, and I, I love this. I, I really did. Yeah. Do. It's probably my favorite match on the show, to be honest. Um, I just love. I just loved it. I loved. I kind of love. I love that kind of dynamic of like friends fighting, yeah. but like. In a, not in a kind of like a heated, like spiteful way, but in a more of a we're being bringing the best out of each yeah. other, don't hold yeah. back on me kind of way. I love that dynamic in wrestling, and I thought those two captured that really well here. Uh, Charlie, did you like it? I did. This was a really good match. I love party atmosphere in matches, and like the fact that they lent into chair. I don't know why the crowd <laughs> wanted chairs. It was a nice change of pace from the tables. Mark just decided to pick one off and throw it in the yeah, ring, and it just started them off, man. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Um, and then they worked out how to use it in the match. So I don't know how much of this they were calling, how much of it was planned, but this match was fucking awesome and genuinely was probably my favourite match of the night as well, which is crazy because I've been very vocal in how little I like Jay Lethal. But, yeah, he really impressed me last night. You put him in there with someone that he's pals with in front of a hot crowd and... Make a little bit of magic. Yeah, there was a little bit of magic to this, wasn't there, Joe Hall? But... Yeah, there was. I think we're in the same spot in terms of this is this dynamic is there's something to this, right? There's something kind of warm to this dynamic. And um these two in particular, because for them, while this is kind of just a nothing match on TV for like a lot of the audience, because they're both on zero points, they've wrestled on such smaller stages. <laughs> yeah. They're never gonna like treat you that way. And you see that, and like also the experience to play with that chair thing, you know, like he threw it in, the crowd got into it. They basically just did an ad break of that, and it actually heated the crowd up because they just went with it rather than going against the grain. Um, Imagine that, right? There's something to be said for that. But Mark Briscoe is one of the best baby faces in wrestling. He's the MVP, I think. Now that we can kind of put a bow on it, I think he's the MVP of the of the Gold League. Um, I actually think, like kind of comfortably, which is crazy, but I honestly think that's the case. And Lee had a hell of a show in here too. Um, chemistry, you know, their chemistry is great. And I, the one thing I would say is like, I was kind of hesitant on the idea of them wrestling again after the match that in January, because to me it's like, how do you possibly 
top that, right? I mean, that match was special for obvious reasons. But this was like <laughs> a really worthy sequel, and I didn't see that yeah. coming necessarily, especially considering there was no stakes. So they killed it. Um, Mark Briscoe, man. We need that Christian Cage feud that he mentioned at the uh, presser. We need that so bad. <laughs> I, I honestly don't, like, if you give those guys like 20, 25 minutes on a collision, I say collision because of course, but just on a TV show, it doesn't matter. I think they could have like a legitimate classic. Sprinkle a little blood in there. Yeah. I, I think we need to get Mark one of these mid-card belts next year. I think, yeah, I think he just needs something significant. Yeah. And I think that will then catapult him into something for I don't even think AEW themselves realise what he can be, you know. Um I guess we'll see coming out of his tournament. I hope he, him being as good because I agree with you, I think he's had the best collection of matches in the gold league pretty comfortably to be honest. He'd be my MVP as well. Um I hope that isn't just something that we talk about in a couple of months' time. Like, oh remember that, you know? Yeah. Right. It should be something where it's like, you know, he goes into a couple of feuds now or whatever. You know, um, I think then, I don't know yeah. how they would get here, but Babyface Mark Briscoe against Heel Hangman is like his first feud that isn't swerve. Could be something special on AEW. My God, that'd be very physical. A lot of blood, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Everything, everything's very physical with Mark Briscoe. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yes. His hands are slight shovels. Just. <laughs> Lethal loves yeah. doing the flair thing too, where he like they will go corner to corner with chops. It's like the coolest yeah. thing he does. <laughs> and when he does it with Mark Briscoe, God almighty, they were whacking yeah. each other. <laughs> My goodness. The, the sound it was making in that building was outrageous. Yeah, I liked, I liked it a lot. Mark Briscoe gets his first three points and uh, the last three points he'll be getting because, of course, both men are eliminated at this point now. But Mark Briscoe is not going outside on zero. Jay Lethal is. And it look, I guess he's going to have to, uh, I don't know, look around at his, uh, the friends he surrounds himself with, you know, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe we interestingly get a baby face. Jay Lethal run coming soon. That's I don't amazing. know. But... um. It seems like they have kind of played with teasing that, so... Yeah, they're going to um, I think his matches are actually better that way. Oh, absolutely. I don't know who could possibly care, but, I mean... <laughs> yeah, the Jarrett the thing. team run its course, didn't it? Let's be honest. The Jarrett team run its course. They got... Yeah. The acclaimed feud was genuinely good TV. <laughs> Everything beyond that was like... Well, we know what it was. Um, That's, it was very unfortunate. I think, <laughs> I think there could be a pretty good place for him as, like... The veteran babyface in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. you know, because he is like very synonymous with Ring of Honor, isn't he? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've always remained, regardless of uh, our opinions of him, we've always remained that he's like you know a very solid in ring work. You know, he, yeah. he knows what he's doing in there. Um, and as we've we've just agreed on that, he's better as a babyface as well. So. If you are going to find a spot for him, I think that would actually be pretty fitting for him. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I think if it's going to be on AEW TV, I think you need to find something different, you know, whether it is if he's going to be a babyface, do you pair him with someone? I know they teased... um, Do you remember they teased Ortiz being tied to 
Do you remember this team? Team TNA wanted Ortiz to be on their team. I, I promise it happened. It definitely happened. It's not something I'm making. I don't doubt it. I just tune the segments out sometimes. Maybe give Ortiz and Lethal some run as a babyface tag. That what would work. Nothing that could you work. Yeah. Ortiz has some personality and can like. He's not as mechanically good as Jay, but he can he can give it a bit of color. You know, mm-hmm. just some energy. Good hot tag. Something to explore. Yeah, I think I think you're right there, Joe Holbus. I think you're right, mate. Um, but yeah, Mark Briscoe, big fan. <laughs> um, what else we got? Wardlow vignette. Wardlow being very mean about MJF again. He's very angry about MJF. Uh, I'm quite angry about his haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Charlie, you 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 can speak on this better. Mm-hmm. Is this hot or not? You know, no. he is he is not appealing to the female gaze that he's trying to, and it's very very unfortunate. It has to be said that there was a there was a lot going on here in terms of haircut whiplash because we went from Wardlow to the big man, who has got one of the most insane skulls that any. <laughs> I can't fathom what what I've done Joseph, the butcher. <laughs> dude, what the fuck. <laughs> He's insane. That dude's a head. He's like, a beast. Yeah. You know, he's a beast. Like he's not, he's not your typical normal man, you know. There's a lot, he's got like three crowns. He's nuts, <laughs> dude. I'm a big fan though. Um, oh, I think he's yeah. awesome. It's just it's it just beast. We're just, I'm just imagining he's barber. It's just, it must be a long shift, you know. <laughs> Getting in all those crevices. <laughs> It's a lot going on, bro. The big man always looks well. You know, he's Hollywood now. So, I mean, I say it all with love. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious looking at the screen. I'm a big fan. But it's just saying you just kind of look here and go, I need to pause this and really get a read on what's going on up there, you know? Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, for those that don't know, he's, he's gone for the short hair. Look, you know, yeah. he's, uh, he's, gonna be, he's a bit thin bro. towards the front as well. You know, it's a... Uh, but then on the sides, it's like... It's just, I'm telling you, there's so there's a documentary we made about this. I mean, this, there's a lot going on. But nonetheless, um, Wardlow's promo was okay, and his hair was funny. Right. And Joe came out as you, as we were getting to. I apologise. I mean, that was next, right, Joe? Yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure they legitimately just run back a segment that I reviewed two weeks ago. Yes. Um, I think this one was worse. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, and uh, the devil. We don't know who it is. Charlie, your thoughts? <laughs> Do I have to? Um, <laughs> this was really unfortunate. Um, I did not enjoy it, which probably comes to, as a shock to no one. I'm just so over this devil stuff. Like, they're literally, they what they have done is rerun an idea they ran earlier in the feud where they set up for this tag match, and it's just like, uh, are you a hero, Max? That is the same line that they used in the previous, like, on-screen little text bubble shit, which is... Okay, I, I know I talked about Aces and Eights earlier, but this is this is not what I want in my wrestling, I promise. Um, yeah. Smart Joe Kirk of promo, though. Good he job. always does. He, he's very good yeah. at kind of doing his best to try and salvage horseshit, you know? Um, <laughs> he's the, the thing that annoys me about this is, like, I do think there's an audience for this kind of like wrestling who done it. I don't think it's well done necessarily, but I do think like 
I do think there is some interest in who it is. I can't. I, I honestly don't have any at this point. But yeah, I do believe there is some. Um, the thing that I do not like at all, though, is that MJF Samoa Joe for the world title feels so secondary to the rest of this. Yep. And that is such a crying shame because their first match actually warranted a pay-per-view <laughs> ring match because it was awesome. And these two can have great promo segments. They had a really good match at Arthur Ash. And so it's like, whether you like or dislike the Devil stuff, that's fine. It's subjective, obviously. But I think one thing we can all agree on is they could be doing way a way better job of framing. There's actually a big-time pay-per-view match coming up. Rather than, we have eight problems here. And by the way, on December 30th, we're going to have a wrestling match. It's just, I think it's a real shame. Um, and that's what's kind of more frustrating for me. And I think that's one of the issues we've had with Max's reign over these last couple of months is how unfocused it feels. Yeah. It's not this short on good ideas. There are just so many ideas and it needs someone to figure out which one should be prioritized. Now, the best way to capture this issue is that next week is the go home show and they're going to be having a tag match with two master blokes when they should be cutting a money promo selling the people on why we need to see them wrestle, you know? And I think that's the, um, to me, that's the issue for me personally. I think it's a waste of what could be like a continuation of what was a really fun little feud they had in September. So Mm -hmm. it's a shame, man. Yeah. I think uh, the best way you put it was kind of like focus has been all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame. That's what you said. Next week, it's like you could you could say, you know, well, there is one dynamite to try and cut that killer, you know, promo and sell some pay per views for the main event. But you're going to be doing this tag match, and maybe that'll move some people. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's horseshit. Maybe it's great. Who knows? We don't know yet. But it's not really going to do too much for the build of Samoa Joe versus MJF in terms of. Uh, Unless there's some horseshit, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, unless the finish is like... But even then, it would be... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I can't... There's a part of me that, like, respects the attempt because I do think a lot of the things we love about EW, as awesome as they are, there is always room for variety. And I do think there's something to be said for trying these angles because... But this particular angle is, like, increasingly familiar to things that weren't really very successful. <laughs> It's been. When did the Mars Men appear? September. Or, it's or been a while. Right? I think that's a big oh, problem with it as well because it's like yeah. it's it's a continuation of the Bro Chacho's Bro Chacho story, which was already kind of. It felt like it peaked at all in, you know. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so even like the idea of that continuing on was a little bit tired to some people already. And that's on top of the people that were immediately just dismissive of it, which was quite a few people because of what the sort of genre of wrestling they were going for with it. Um, so now this has been going ever since September when Adam Cole blew up his ankle, you know. Yeah. And um, here we are. It's also the world title program, and that hurts too. You know, if this was something that was, if this was variety that was coming from some kind of like upper mid card feud, 
that would be different to what it is, which is the world title. It's just, yeah, it, it just, there's a, a bunch of different issues here. And it's a shame because I do think, again, the idea is like, <laughs> the, the idea is Shout out to there's the something channel. to it. Also, in fairness to the talent, the, the production is not really, uh, you got to know your limitations of some of this stuff, you know? Some of the stuff yeah, is definitely. so poorly done in that regard. Yeah. Uh... Assuming that Max and Joe do lose next week, who the hell do you pin? Uh, well, that's the thing is like, is the finish going to be like. Pin Max. I think you got it. Fuck you. This is not a good scenario to be at all, really. Mm-hmm. Do you think. Unless if I have a, to pin one of them, I'm pissing Max, bro, all day. Yeah, you ago. have to pick. Between them, it has to be Max, but that's not good, right? It's like. No, no, definitely. You not. have to. <laughs> this isn't good, Joe. <laughs> this is not... Unless they have a very specific finish. Very specific. Something involving (laughs) Joe's Joe being connected to the devil. If they do something like that, it may it may make more sense that it's on this go home. Joe not walking out and just max out there on his ones. Gets they may do that actually. Yeah, I feel like that might be the best approach. And then and then the mystery would be, is Joe? You know what? What was Joe's? Or was it just a case of fuck the tag belts? Yeah. Yeah. That may be it. Um, and like the people are right in the chat. Like Max got pinned in the Jay White build, but that was, you know, that didn't do anything either. So <laughs> I don't know. It sucks. Whatever. You got, <laughs> pin, you got pinned by FTR. Was it? You got pinned by? Was it that? Well, yeah. Well, there's no shame in that, money. <laughs> Begin pinned by Moss, man. Like that's very likely a mid carder. No offense to whoever's under that mask. But... Oh, it's totally a mid carder. You can say that for it's, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is. It's, yeah it's like, Ain't gonna be sting mm. under that thing. <laughs> it's gonna be. Could you imagine? Yeah. Just a complete a week before the pay per view, they just and grab everything and they just it's, yeah. It's sting and he does the the Leo. I'm not leaving. He does that on. Fucking Tony Khan <laughs> trying to make you retire. Absolutely. I'm here yeah. forever. Sting is the devil. <laughs> It, someone said do a DQ, but there's no stipulation that they lose the belts if they do a DQ. Unless I miss that, which is also No, not. it's but... just will you be a hero, Max? That's the stipulation. Yeah. It's a hero, Max. Um anyway, super chat, Yuzora Heart. Appreciate you keeping coming. Uh ten dollars. It's unfortunate that the world champion is the worst part of the show. Don't care for these double duty MJF pay-per-view angles. Cole got injured, but that was months ago. Pivot, pivot. P.S. I like your hair, Chuck. Thanks. Yeah, I dyed my hair again. Big news in the world of Russell Purist, I guess. Big news. More Russell Purist law for Charlie. We we send out a man every time. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. I did have the red for about three months, which is, I think, the longest I've had my hair colour since I've been with the Russell Purist. Long-term storytelling. Law, bro, telling you. Um, yeah, pivot. Uh, well, they did pivot. It's just that the pivot is this. Do you know what I mean? It's like this one. Obviously, this wasn't the original plan if Cole was sitting around, you know. Um, but yeah, the pivot and the pivot wasn't a good one, unfortunately. Pivoted the wrong way. Margaret Thatcher, 499. Always an interesting super chat, but we appreciate it. My beloved Joseph, 
Merry Christmas, my dear. Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, uh, my dear. You've always been like a son to me. Bless, bless you for always supporting my family name. XOXOXO. I don't, I don't celebrate Christmases, so I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard one to say. It really was. I know I get, I know I get tongue-tied and stuff a lot reading these super chats, out, especially with Will Chisholm around. You know, um, but that was that was that was a lot. Oh, Five dollars from Will Chisholm. With all the ninjas ran down to the ring, I started laughing. How this is more silly than the Tony Storm stuff? Shake my head. That's actually a pretty funny point to make. It was funny like, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, that is, <laughs> when I'm watching Tony Storm, like it's ridiculous, and I will actually admittedly like pop a little bit for it sometimes. But like, yeah. there's something about this MJF Devil stuff that feels like more ridiculous, you know, like more just this is ridiculous. It's you know, so about the tone, <laughs> yeah, the tone doesn't yeah. work the way they want it to work, and like, the, the way they they had a bunch MJF of MJF in the ring selling it like. Reading the prompt, teleprompter, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, they they had all the guys run out, and then like the real ones came out, and they have like I noticed this a couple weeks ago, but they have like the devil's face on the back of their tops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these fucking losers made them these tops to wear. (laughs) Fucking goons. (laughs) (laughs) I will say though, the Tony Storm commentary. We'll get to in a second, but her commentary was incredible on the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was hysterical on this show, so. Yeah, as well as the positive. Yeah, there's, there's good and bad wrestling horseshit. You know, you got to find the right balance, I guess. Um, yeah, MJF Samoa Joe in-ring promo, angle, devil message, whatnot. Uh, best friends backstage interview uh, the with Rocky Romero as well and Rocky Romero is talking about how he just recently lost his belt in uh, CMLL to Mascara Dorado and uh, you know his, his belt was his waist was feeling a bit cold he wants a belt round it again and Orange Cassidy was like well let's do it then Rocky was like well hold on a minute you know <laughs> but yeah uh, Orange Cassidy in typical fashion any mention of one in a belt, he'll just fucking give you a total shot, Joe. You just gotta be within a few feet of him, and there you go. Indeed. This is a this is a pretty enticing matchup. This one, right? So I think this is gonna be a hell of a deal. Do we know when is this? Was this tape last night for Rampage, or is this coming up on like next week's TV? Yes. Yeah, I'm I not sure. Yes. Um. Either way, I'm I'm excited to watch it, and uh, I kind of mean I'm kind of back in a little bit. I, I didn't have any interest really in Orange being the International champ again, but the Keith match popped me. And there's just some Rocky Romero. So, like, now I'm starting to, I'm coming around on the idea again, you know, like, he was doing some interesting matchups. I'm pretty easily pleased in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, these setups, obviously, they all get to other promotions. That is the one thing I want with this damn belt. Take it around the world. It was taped last night. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be tuning in for that for sure. Yeah, I do enjoy Rocky Romero's appearances on AEW Rampage. I can't lie. He comes out with his heel music, you know. He's starting right. to do that now. Uh, Quite a wrestler. Yeah, man. Uh, do you think we get, like, Rapunzel voice, Rocky, or do we think we get CMLL, Rocky? I hope we get CMLL, Rocky. 
Oh, do you think he's actually? Yeah. Normal. Do you think he's actually going to like wrestle heel? Because like that wasn't the vibe. Yeah, he may just lean it for the for the sake of the match, but he's certainly yeah. not going to be the absolute arsehole that he is in Arena Mexico. He he'll is find, a real find, dude, Yeah, he's he, he's very. Uh, he can be. He's very, very good confident. at adapting to a crowd. Yeah, you can be very yeah. confident in thinking he'll figure it out. It is Rocky Romero. Uh, we saw it, man. We see the way he adjusted to the worldwide crowd here on uh, on the channel. <laughs> I mean, he picked it up pretty quick. And I was telling him, I, I told him to slow down a few times, but generally speaking, he followed well, you know? It's, uh, let's get Rocky Rocky's... back. Let's get yeah, Rocky man. back in January. I'm going to. He should just be on every week, I think. He's such a blast to watch live at wrestling shows. Like, he's genuinely one of my favourite wrestlers I've seen at an indie show this year, like, have a match. He's, he's just so incredible. Fun. Yeah, he's unbelievably good. He's, I think he turned pro in, like, 98, <laughs> which is no. insane. And I genuinely think he's the best he's ever been. And part of that's because yeah. of opportunity, but it's also just, you can see how calm he is out there, you know? He's so content. Silky smooth worker, he's totally at ease and believes in what he can do and just trusts his instincts. He's only like legitimately, I know I had fun with the worldwide thing, but we learned a lot about the way he does, has his matches based on what he said about TV wrestling. When he said about how much he hates TV wrestling, it told you, you know, he's yeah. one of the few guys who still just goes out there and wrestles, you know, feels it. When you're doing TV, you've got Bryce yelling, three minutes, two minutes, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's great. I love watching him wrestle because he's a guy who goes on feel. Match he had on the weekend with Dorado was great, by the way. He's very, very good. You know? Big fans of Rocky Roundy's parts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But more people should be. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good feature, yeah. You could do that as like a double part too because the executive part of his career is almost more notable now, weirdly, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there's a lot there for sure. Absolutely. We'll see. Yeah. Um... All right, next up, Riho defeats Soraya in a number one contenders match for the AEW women's title with Tony Storm on commentary having a blast. <laughs> she's uh she's quite she can be quite funny on these we <laughs> in in these commentary deals, you know. She's um the comment the you're not part of me, like the other guys love having her there as well. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Especially like, during the <laughs> during the ad breaks because we get to listen to it on fight, you know. Um, Quickly, yeah, before we get into this segment properly, Shelton Benjamin dropped a video forty-two minutes ago. Oh. We're, oh. we're back. Did he have oh. a caption with it? Uh, yeah, he did. Let me read it. It said, Big "Time shelter. to get to work." Oh hell oh, yeah! Damn right it is. We're so bad. Oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I he's had gonna... to get this one in there. No, it's fine. We were talking about him earlier. I'm just blind retweet. Is it on the main channel? So. <laughs> he's going to wrestle Leon Slater at York Hall. We're going to have a party at Respiracy. Res- Res- Monty's going to fly the whole crew over. <laughs> yes. The, the biggest wrestler purist meetup will happen at a Rev Pro show at York Hall. God bless. Imagine Ibu of Wrestle Purist at York Hall. In York Hall. Nah, it's Crystal Palace now. That's where all their big shows this are now, apparently. I'm going to go again. <laughs> this Listen, nice. Joe, if, if Rev Pro want, if Rev Pro don't want to show York Hall some love, you know, Amen. we, we mm. may have to. Uh, there might be a no. 
we might have to uh, consider some things, you know. This is just be prepared, folks, because like it's gonna be June and Monty's going out. You know, like all in weekend, Wrestle Purist live. We're gonna do a wrestling show. Everyone's gonna be really excited. And then it's gonna be first match as booked by at Joe Holbert, Dax Holwood versus Timothy Thatcher, and everyone's gonna ask for refunds. And I'm gonna be like, fuck, guys, it'll be great. Give them time to work the mat, you know. How long would you give that? How long would you give that? Two minutes. I love to ironically think that match would be awesome, but I think there are pe- friends of mine that would actually want to punch me in the face for booking that match. So, yes, it'll give him 18. Yeah, I'm right? risk through mainly. <laughs> 18. Sitting next to Rob while he watches Tim Thatcher <laughs> grind his elbow and attacks the axe and look at full faces at York Hall. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's all about variety, you know. I'll let I'll let the fellas book whoever they want to book. I just I'm just that's my request, nonetheless. Riho and Soraya. Yes. <laughs> Tony Storm and commentary. Can't forget Tony that. Storm and Co- which was the headline, really, because the match itself wasn't much. I didn't think it was bad. It just was... It wasn't... It was, like you said, it just, just wasn't all right, bad. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was exactly what you'd have expected if I'd have said Soraya and Riho are going to have an eight-minute match on Dynamite, right? Like, it was... I think Soraya's, like, heel shtick is actually, like, kind of good, but it's total, like, prelim heel shtick, you know? Um... So yeah, it was all right. And Tony was the show stealer of the commentary. She was really funny. I mean, she was good last time, last week, but I wish she was actually even funnier here. So it was okay. Human duplex machine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, funny. The, the way they build the women's title matches is very like unfortunate. Tony just got round to it on his TW save, you know. It's like, oh mm-hmm. fucking commentary post match running, you know. But at least Tony was good at both pieces of that, at least. So, there's mm-hmm. that. It was all right. Mariah May smacked Rio the fuck out with that bell. Yes, she did. Like, my God. Or Sidoro. Yeah. Um, brutal. Yeah, Mariah May kind of made, I guess, kind of a save for Tony Storm. And Tony Storm walked around, pulling faces, looking confused. and. <laughs> She kept going, who yeah. is this woman? Like, she hasn't been walking out with her for weeks. Incredible. Oh, man. Her face is a popping me on commentary, you know? You know? <laughs> She's just caught something at the minute, you know? Uh, I'll remain uh, pretty, you know, I'll dig my heels in on it. I still don't think it's quite what I want to see the women's world champion doing. But, you know, in the vacuum as an actor, is of course, quite entertaining. You know, it's just um, a world champion. It's, you know. Yeah. But if it's something that pops Tony Khan and it's making him give the division and the total focus, then you kind of have to take. You kind of have to take it, don't you? This match will be a big, like, decider for me in that I actually think. If Tony was just straight up wrestling about the time shtick, I think these two would actually tear it up, to be honest. Um, And I'm pretty confident that even with the character, Riho will be a really good opponent to kind of, you know, to to work that with. So I think if this match goes, I hope it will. I think I'm going to be kind of in on the... I think there's, you know, she's over, so I think go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Riho... um... Yeah, man, it's cool, cool to see her back in the fold, isn't it, Charlie? Got a total shot. You know, when Riho gets a push or anything in AEW, you're going to get some weird people say things online, which is 
very unfortunate. Which has happened Which again is. because it happens every time, real. Um, but at the same time, to be fair, a lot of people are willing to pull out the swords and fight in the name of Riho. Yes. So, She's yeah. got to be like one of the most defended wrestlers on that roster because like everyone comes together when it's like Riho yeah. that's getting under attack by the weirdos on Twitter. So. Rightly so. Because she's incredible. One it's of the best fucking... workers in the division. It's lame, dude. It's mm. like, it's like you can just not be interested, but they were, it's always framed as like some sort of like objective issue. It's so dumb. You can just say I'm not into Riho. You don't have to be like, they made a movie about Soraya. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, whatever. Yeah, we love Riho. I think she's very good. Um, a couple of super chats. Madison 84, 199, appreciate you as always. Hear me out. Suzuki Goon to be with Archer, Shelton, and Lesnar. I mean, that we can hear you out. out. It doesn't mean it's going to have any possibility of happening. You, know? <laughs> but... you were doing so well. And then we got to that. So I was like, mm. God, that would roll. Can you imagine? Brock Lesnar comes to AEW and he just hangs out in a tracksuit with Lance Archer. Real grabs. Who do you think Brock would like in AEW? I'm sure I've asked this question before, probably on a worldwide. But he would like Derby because Derby would make have he'd give him the easiest match of his entire career. Yeah. Um, would he even wrestle Derby? I think so, just because it would be so easy, dude. Like, he wouldn't have to take a bump in that match. Or no. If Darby just landed a front drop kick, people yeah, would be rocking, you know? Brock doesn't know. Brock's never seen a Darby added match. Yeah, right? but you get Paul Lee on the blow, don't you? you know? Get him on the horn. <laughs> the, the Brock Whisperer, Paul Lee, dangerously. Um, it'd mostly be the people that he worked with already, right? Dragon, yeah. Joe. Uh, he does all those two quite a lot. Who else is he? Is that it now? <laughs> I forgot Punk had left and I was about to go to Punk. And I thought, no, that's not the case. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, the Hangman one, I think, would be fun. Because yeah. there's definitely a chance Hangman would hit him with a lariat that would Brock would just say, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is bullshit. <laughs> Wrestling's not real. He'll just punch him in the face like he did the broad stroke. <laughs> it could catch fire, yeah, because Hangman, he brings it in that regard. Man. That thing would catch yeah. fire, I think. Um if you could convince Brock to play ball, I think Brock and Kenny Omega could have like one of the greatest wrestling matches ever, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Whether you'd be in on that idea in AEW, I don't know. Because in AEW, he would be an issue. Like he would take <laughs> nothing seriously. <laughs> yeah, like he would like look, Brock's an all-timer, so I don't mean this is a knock on him or anything, but let's be real. He would not be a good boy in AEW. Like that dude would not be taking orders from from TK, I'm sorry to say. No. I'd like to see it as a fan, but like if you could get him like locked in, you, some of the matches he could have. We were talking about him earlier. Imagine him having like an eight-minute match with Mark Briscoe. Mark's just selling the whole time, firing away with chops, trying to create space. Like he could have some. He the match with Eddie. Yeah. Holy fuck. Eddie kind of promo about how this you know a flag freak was given a contract at the same time Eddie was breaking into the business. And he just quit the business because because he didn't want to try make the towns, you know, and like being so bitter and resentful. Brock just kind of looking at him like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" There's <laughs> yeah. some incredible matches, but he—I don't think you'd want to have those matches. So it's kind of, it's whatever. I mean, we're Bruce. Yeah, oh, he is something. like forty-five. 
or how exactly. Yeah, I don't mean it. It's like it's someone asked. Um, yeah. Someone asked me and Ibu yesterday in the live chat, like, um, do you think Tony Khan would spend Roman or Brock money if the opportunity like came up? And it was like, there's not really anyone that could write, like come up now that he would, could yeah. pay that to besides the two names that you mentioned, Roman and Brock, whereas like, Roman I think is a weird one because I don't think he'd throw the sort of money WWE will because he's just not as valuable to him. Um, although he would obviously be big for business, but WWE is just a different thing when it comes to Roman, I think. But Brock, it's like Brock now, he's in his like mid-40s, but like Brock 10 years ago, Tony Khan probably would have threw like, an absurd figure at him, you know? Yeah, um, I definitely don't think it's like it depends what Brock wants to do, right? Like, it feels like he's kind of got an eye on retirement to me. In that case, obviously, it's not happening. Brock loves money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, if Tony said he's gonna pay him more than the review, Brock would just work for Tony. He don't give a fuck. He's certainly not gonna be sitting there cashing checks on loyalty. So, it's always intrigued me. It feels more likely to me now that he's gonna just retire in like the next year or so in WWE, but it'll be interesting. Aaron Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you. Tony Storm, last two weeks on Dynamite, being best thing on commentary. She's the only crazy character in AEW I like. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at him. Bit of an Abaddon, you know. Uh, Will Chisholm, five dollars. Appreciate you as always. I'd love to see Brock versus Eddie. Eddie cutting his promo and Brock just laughing, being a dick. Yeah, Eddie would come out in like the sugar stance, like he does when he wrestles Dragon or Anthony Henry. <laughs> yeah. And Brock would just shoot a blast double and fucking beat the hell out of him immediately. And the people would come up with Eddie chants and brother. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Uh, all right. Tony Schiavone reads Christian Cage's prepared statement. Where he basically says, um, one of the messages that Christian Cage isn't here tonight. He's taking, uh, he took Nick Wayne on a father son holiday. Um, he will respond to Edgy's call out this Saturday on Collision. Um, <laughs> he also included the line of like Teddy Tony Schiavone. To tell everyone to show up whilst he conducts his business. <laughs> yeah. And then they played his music too, which was even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> Shivani, um, I love when Shivani gets to do stuff like this. He has so much fun with it and the crowd loves it. And uh, <laughs> it's a cute kind of bridge. It, like, this is a neat, it's basically serving the exact same pro, like, you know, purpose of just throwing up the graphic. But it just gets a little more heat on him and it's fun. So, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, man. Christian Cage is a lot of fun, isn't he, Charlie? He is. I don't think this would have worked with any other character on AEW right now. But, yeah, it was a fun little segment. Didn't yeah, overstay yeah. its welcome. Crowd was into it. Can't ask for much more. Yeah, man. Uh, like you were saying, Joe, um, Tony Schiavone has like, a lot of fun with these things and he has the opportunity to do them. So like, sometimes like, he, would re- he would read a line and he'd like pull a face and look up at the crowd for them to boo, you know. It was nice, it was a nice little segment. Um, but yeah, next up we had like a backstage segment where like MJF, Samoa Joe, they're going back and forth and talking, and uh, Samoa Joe walked away 
from MJF, and as MJF is walking down, I don't know, the corridor or whatever, uh, he sees one of them. He sees one of the black masks on the floor, and then he looks up, and it just so happens to be outside the Mogul Embassy's locker room. So MJF bangs down, bangs on the door, bangs on the door. Prince Nana comes to the door, and uh, you know he grabs him by the collar, pushes him up against the wall, and Swerve comes out. And the two come face to face, who I believe is the first time. It's definitely the first time since Swerve has got as um, as hot as he's yeah. got and all the momentum that he's got. And this felt like a big deal. They went back and forth and they were kind of just uh, trading shots at each other. But it seems like they were, you know, setting up for something in the future. Um, yeah, man, like I said, they were going back and forth. Um, MJF was being MJF with his typical kind of lines that he was throwing in there. Swerve kind of held his own pretty well, you know. Um, but yeah, this this felt like very much like the Hangman uh, MJF face to face. Like it felt like a, not a moment, but you know what I mean. Like it felt yeah. somewhat important, you know. I and mean, this is probably going to be, uh, you know, you're foreshadowing something that's probably going to be happening at some point next year, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, don't think Swerve is the devil, <laughs> you know, with no, the mask outside his not. door and stuff. I think that was just kind of, uh, you know, trying to get from point A to point B to get them face to face, you know. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people like this Joe Hall. But what did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it too. Not as much as some did. I this got some like crazy reviews that I that were not that I didn't personally experience. I'll put it that way. Um, I do generally like the play call of like it's very much like early two thousands WWF where you kind of tease or preview something with these face offs and honestly they've been doing it recently even with Punk it's you know it's familiar it's not nothing groundbreaking but I do think it's refreshing in AEW where major characters go so long without interacting ever right so like they exist in different worlds I like it as kind of a breakaway from that the execution here I thought Max had some. Some hits. I think he had some misses. Um, Swerve, I thought his delivery and demeanor was tremendous. I wasn't a big fan of the line about, like, you know, you, you did a tryout, us under contract. I just think you should always avoid that that stuff. You know, it's like it doesn't really help anyone, right? It's like, yeah, Max didn't get signed by WWE. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so the content was like up and down, but that's not really the point of these segments. It's more the charisma and the kind of the way it feels. And it felt like a big deal. Um, and interestingly too, when Joe got involved at the end, they made a point of giving you a Joe swerve kind of moment there too, right? It was a little bit from a distance, but they certainly made a point of that. So I like it. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was as good as the hangman one. Um, but I thought it was a good segment. Certainly good segment. What did you think, Charlie? Did did you get excited? Did you? What did you think of the back and forth? What did you think? I think Swerve looked incredible in this. Like the content, sometimes like it's just I care more about delivery sometimes unless the content's sure. really fucking bad. Um, and it was alright on both sides. Like like Joe said, there was some hits, there was some misses, but they both came off as stars. I think Swerve more so than Max in this segment, which isn't necessarily a knock on Max. He's just been involved in some interesting stuff lately and Swerve's 
had an incredible last eight weeks. Like, it's undeniable who's had the better last couple of months in AEW, I think. Um, But yeah, I do like uh, Joe touching it. Like, they keep bringing Joe into these segments as well. Like, and I think it's interesting that they're doing that because they're like giving this idea of yes, they're teasing this heavily with Max, but Joe's always lurking because that title match is coming up, and it's a good little nuance if you pick up on it. I think they should make a bigger deal of it personally, but yeah, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, you definitely do, Charlie of WrestlePurist. You definitely do. Um, yeah, I struggle quite a bit with the content to be honest. Um, I I kind of struggle with like that part of MJF's game when it's like mm. so clear, like that he's doing right. Me and you are gonna trade bazingas right now, you know. Like yeah. I do kind of struggle with it, especially when like some of the lines do come off kind of corner. So, um, but in terms of like the overall package of what this was and what they were trying to achieve, it, I did actually, you know, I liked what they were trying to do here, you know, um. Yeah, MJF and Swerve come face to face, and we'll see. We'll see how that uh, all plays out. Um, right, Roderick Strong, Roddy back in the ring again, just where we want to see him, and he defeats Commander. And I thought this was a nice little match to keep the show moving along. Um, yeah, one of one of the best end of heartaches of the year. And. Uh, yeah, man, I ain't really got a lot to say about this. As Nox said, a nice match to keep yeah. the show going, I thought. Yeah, it was slightly like disjointed at times and a couple of weird moments. But then one second later, there'll be something incredibly awesome. It was just kind of like going these wild swings. And I, I appreciate that. There's a charm to that. Roddy was not giving him like the, the, the spacing here was wild because Roddy would sometimes yeah. jump on him. And other times you have to let Connor do his thing, and sometimes the start was a little long. But the finish, as Charlie was saying, was worth it in itself. So I enjoyed the match. I'm always a fan of, like, especially in this part of the show, just a nice, what was this, eight to ten minutes? Mm-hmm. It's a nice wrestling match, you know, and they wasn't yeah. trying to have a classic. It was just a good wrestling match. And I, you get Roddy a win, you develop that. So, yeah, I thought it was a positive. Yeah, man. Uh, Charlie, you, uh, you like this? Roddy back in the ring again. I enjoyed it for what it was. I think Commander, over the last couple of months especially, has improved a fair bit. Because some of his AEW performances have been a little bit rough. But he's been putting the work in, clearly. He does a fair bit of... Or he was doing a fair bit of indies. I'm not sure, so much sure if he is now. But, yeah, he's put the work in. He, he looked pretty good against uh, Roddy. And that end of heart ache, man. I've watched that clip about 17 times. I yeah. like... He went full 360, like, nuts. I don't think he'll ever do it that, like, like, don't get me wrong, it didn't look pretty, but it looked fucking awesome, so. Yeah, I'm not sure I've seen anyone take it that way. No. Usually guys will go, they'll take, like, a really high rotation, right? Yeah. Like, they'll bounce through the air. But he didn't bounce, he just did, as you said, he, did full, <laughs> he looked it, yeah, it looked insane. It was good. It was definitely good. I, I think... You have free TV shows. Like while we're doing this kind of rebuild for Roddy, I think there's room to give us these like once a week, right? Like just give us him against one of the guys on the roster, and and have a just have like a nice little match. It doesn't have to be even crazy or expansive. Just a professional wrestling match. It's fun to see Roddy in those once again. It's been a while. He's it's, back. It is a shame that Darby's out for however long because that'd be yeah. quite yeah, the match. Of course, 
but yeah, man, uh, Rade got the win as expected. Um, the kingdom were handing out MJF is the devil songs to the crowd and sticking them around the ring area and stuff. Um, Renee, after the match, got in the got in the ring with Roddy, giving him a microphone, and was like, "Yo, what's going on with all these signs and stuff?" And uh, Roddy just kind of shouted Samoa a lot, and uh, he says Samoa Joe is his best friend by proxy, and that it's clearly MJF, and it's this and it's that, and um, yeah, man, Roddy, Roddy's committed to the bit, brother. He's committed to the bit. He's very committed to the bit. Um, Love Roddy though, in Yeah, big fan of the King. I like the Kingdom as a tag team as I well. To be honest, but it's just it's story oh. It's a lot, you know. We won. I'm real much there. I think <laughs> almost there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Good news for Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma's biggest legend, <laughs> Jim Ross, is back. Uh, Tony, for those of you who are watching on Fight, I know a lot of our audience are in the US, so probably missed this, but like during the ad break for you guys uh, on the Fight feed, we actually got to saw, like, see Tony Khan come out and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, what was it? Like, I want to introduce an Oklahoma legend, the greatest commentator in the history of professional wrestling. And he's like, good old JR. <laughs> Very awesome. Um, and Jim Ross strolls out there, gives the crowd a wave, sits at the desk, you know. And uh, Jim Ross was locked in, brother. He was locked in. Yeah, he sounded good, man. Like, sometimes forever. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, uh, a lot of times, like when he, I know a lot of people kind of are quite, you know, they're not his biggest fans these days. Think, think he, uh, people think he should hang up the mic, you know, or whatever you want to call it. But like, even. Like, he's not in his prime and, you know, sometimes he can seem a bit disinterested or whatever like that. But, like, on top of that, his actual voice, like, sometimes would sound, like, fucked, you know? Yeah. And it would be quite worrying as a fan to, like, see, like, JR's voice, like, breaking on us like this, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like I said, last night, he, he didn't sound, like, croaky and kind of, like, all fucked up like he has sometimes. Like, he, he sounded good. He sounded fresh. Sounded like the break done him some good. Um... We know that he had some, you know, he was having some trouble dealing with, because obviously he had skin cancer and he was like, um, you know, it was like part of his ankle and he was like all infected and stuff. And like, yeah. even after the cancer was removed, he still had like all the liage, like, you know, all the, the scarring and the cut and the blah, blah, blah. And it was causing him some issues. And hopefully, you know, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's all good now. You know, hopefully he's all good now. He sounded it last night, Joe. He did. He sounded really refreshed, and I was really, really pleased by just kind of not only how into he sounded, but also, as you said, he just sounded better. Like, actually, his voice sounded better, right? He just sounded healthier. Um, he immediately went into, like, unhinged sports comparisons, and he started talking about Mid-South and Cowboy Watts. I mean, he was really... he was He was playing the hits here, and I was thankful for it, and I think Luckily, the match actually really played to his strengths, his remaining strengths, and that's because Jay White is very, like, kind of psychologically on point. So it gave Jim a, a kind of route to go down. So this was really – he had a lot to the presentation here, for me personally, as a big fan. GN, <laughs> Joe Sullivan, I love AEW. Popped yeah, up I, because of Jay's commentary yesterday. 
I will never do that again. It was a Kevin Von Erich impression, and I don't remember <laughs> That's doing the best it. Bit. I don't remember doing it to the, like to begin with, but I think it was on. I remember it. A, apparently, it was on the Ring of Honor show I did, which was like eight AM or whatever the fuck it was. So well, I'm not even doing it again, but it was pretty funny. I think it didn't sound like Kevin Von Erich, but it's <laughs> it good for it's meme good purposes, clip, you know. Yeah. I'm very clippable these days, one of you know. Hot property in the meme market. Apparently so. Um, yeah. But all right, so Jim Ross was actually commentating, talk about the match he was actually commentating on, which is the main event, the last Gold League league match, um, Jay White versus John Moxley. Uh, Jay White actually got the win here, making a freeway tie at the top of the Gold League, meaning that we're going to get a freeway match in the Gold League final to determine who he's going to go towards forwards to world's end in the actual final against the winner of the Blue League, which we're going to find out also next week after the last league matches this Saturday. But yeah, uh, this is a good match. Moxley just came up because the thing is with Jay White, like I think he's best in matches where you can be as expansive as he wants to be and build matches the way he wants to build them, you know? And uh, sometimes when he hasn't quite got the time to do that, his matches can suffer because of it. I think that has genuinely been one of the issues he's had with converting to weekly TV wrestling, although I still have enjoyed his matches, but to just to an extent, you know. Um, But I think with the fire that Mark started this match with, jumping on him straight away, I thought that actually helped their dynamic and actually quite quickly killed some of the worries that I was having. Yeah. Uh, for this match, I, I quite like this a lot. Jay White got the win. Um, yeah, a, a, another good match on an AW Dynamite for the Continental Classic. Good stuff. What did you think, Charla? Pretty high note to win the Gold League on, like the block round, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, J- uh, Jay and Mox just have great chemistry. Anyone that watched their 2019 G1 match knows this. Um, and I'm glad that they were able to have a match that worked on TV, like to the extent that it did. Um, I I was a bit I was interested in Jay winning, and I'm curious where this is going story wise because why have him win if he's not coming out of the triple threat winning, right? Like I think that's quite an interesting dynamic for them. But yeah, love the match. These guys are great. Would love to see them have an extended program next year. I say that about a lot of people, but here we are. Yeah. AW's got a lot of good talent. They do. They do. Need more extended yeah. program, honestly. Right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this came out really nicely. I I haven't loved either guy's tournament, to be honest. I think Jay has mostly been where we thought he'd be. It's just, you know, his style, as you mentioned, Money, I think it was a fair point. Mostly, I think, Moxley's floor is still good professional wrestling matches. I think he's managed that pretty much every week. Um but I don't think he's had one that's broken. I think this came the closest, maybe the mark match. This, this I would say is my maybe my favorite for him. Um, I'm not sure I have to compare again, but uh, the reason I think for that was Jay was able to kind of focus in the match where Moxley can be a little bit vague in the middle, right? And kind of with the work on the leg and so on and so forth. They have obviously a much bigger and more expansive one in them, as we all kind of alluded to. Um, but I did think it, it went nicely and. Jay White is great at details as a heel. So 
when he does have some time here against the top guy, it is kind of nice to 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 see him kind of show some of those off. I will say the finish was like weirdly disconnected from the rest of the match. I thought felt like that. You felt like. The ref was trying to tell them they only had a minute or two left and they right. weren't listening until they literally had to and they just did a reversal from the paradigm shift into a Blade Runner, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so. and a part of me popped for, like, he and we moving pinned him. You know, it kind of stunned people a little bit. But after they worked such a focused match on the leg, it did feel like there was room to do something more, like... Yeah, 100%. ...deliberate and specific. But that's, a, that's just one thing. Like, I thought the match really came out well, especially when I rewatched it. I I liked it quite a lot. So, um, yeah, as no. Charlie said, a good note to end the, the kind of league matches on for the gold guys. The gold guys. And <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I agree that I also quite a lot the, you know, the sudden... You know, the finish can happen at any time. So right. Especially with Jay White's Blade Runner, because like in New Japan as well, like that was like they put that was probably like one of the strong. It's probably the strongest finisher in New Japan. You know, um, yeah. when Jay hits that Blade Runner successfully, usually like that's you know it, it's a wrap. You know, so um, but yeah, it definitely did feel a little a little disjointed. Um, yeah, man, John Moxley, Jay White. Antoine Strickland going to mm. uh, going to a freeway. Who, who we got? Who have we got? Because I don't think it's Mox. super obvious to be honest. I think Mox gets his win back on on Jay immediately. To be honest, I think it's Mox. But I've been very bullish on Mox and Eddie throughout, so yeah. I've got to stick to Mox on that. You know. Yeah, mm. Eddie's still yeah. alive, isn't he? Eddie's still mm. alive. They're all alive except for Garcia, aren't they? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I do not know. understand the maths in the blue league. Like, it's very confusing to look at because everyone's just got like nine or six points. I'm like, all right, yeah, someone's I, I, I making it. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. Actually, no, I'm not because I haven't got it in front yeah, of me. Yeah, I wouldn't. Now, if I had it in front of me, I would be able to do it, I'm telling you. Good there could be a five-way like, tie. I've, I've, I've watched... Uh, still an too many Champions League group stages and stuff. Yeah, there, you know? yeah, but in the Champions League, if three teams are on the same amount of points, they don't do a triple threat. They have to, they have, to have a way to figure out the difference. I love that. Yeah, I know. It goes to like, things like goals for, goals against. What would you like to see them do? In, what would be a good thing for them to do in that regard? Would it be like match time? Like whoever wins quicker, that's like a thing you defer to. Because mm. I do think, like, while I'm fine with them doing a triple threat, it does feel like. In kayfabe, there should be like a more specific ruling, you know. Yeah. There's a genuine like it won't happen, obviously, because wrestling isn't real. Breaking news, but you know there could be a five way coming out of the blue block. Yeah. It seems kind of silly, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Because Even though I like Charlie gets confused with the standards, but we get cooked if we say the standards are confusing. They're not. I just haven't paid enough attention to it. Like, and I've been ill, but. There's just a lot of people on the same amount of points with the blue league. It'll be fine. Well, you've got a couple of sixes and a couple of nines. So it's like if the sixes beat the nines, then it's like it depends on... um, Because the only actual, like, different, like... uh, The only factor that, like, you know, separates the people if they are on the same points is if you have a win over the person person that you have the same amount of points with. Um, but like you said, Joe, there probably needs to be something that also goes beyond that. So like, like I was just saying, like in football, it goes to uh, goal difference. And then after goal yeah. difference, it goes to goal scored. And then right. I think after that, it goes to something else. 
and you know what I mean? Like there's like yeah. three or four just, hurdles until you like completely stock and you know. Yeah, I just think it would be a shame if like I to be clear, I have no problem with triple threat, but I just think it would be a shame if that became like a crutch they had like every year. You know, like oh, we do a four way. <laughs> like I don't want it to be that. You know, it's it, yeah, it's fine. I get what they're going for, and I think they don't want to pin Swerve while having Moxley go through again. So that was it yeah. for Swerve's taking falls, but um. It's something to keep in mind, I think. I think we all have loved the tournament. But, like, you know, it's the first one. This thing's... And also, you're going to have more points to play with next year because there'll be more people in it, I'm pretty sure. So... Yeah. I hope so. I hope they do expand expand it a bit and make it... Mm -hmm. I hope they... um... I'll say say it with every tournament until they do it one day, but I do hope that the kind of presentation was to make it feel like... Yeah. C2 season. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you, know, you know, I've seen it for every tournament, you know, and I haven't got it yet, but I'll keep trying. I'll keep putting in more requests, you know. Um, but yeah, the Gold League, MVPs, uh, me and Joe, I think we've already said ours. Mark Briscoe, yeah. Charlie, Mark Briscoe, clean Easy. sweep for Mark Briscoe. <laughs> Going one and one and five. How many, how many is in each block? Five or six people. Six, so he's one. Six he went one, so and went one and five, and he's yeah. <laughs> best in the block, brother. You know, mm-hmm. who cares about oh, wins God. and losses? Listen, it is rookie year. So it is. Yeah, it is his rookie year. So <laughs> he's just a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just, just oh, a young his way. Yeah, yeah. He definitely hasn't been fucking wrestling at an insane level of effort pace. <laughs> Doesn't look like it, so for the past twenty, he still does the cactus elbow, man. It's fucking insane. I think I think he's mastered it in the sense of like, I don't know, man. It just it looks like he doesn't take as much impact on his hip as he should because of the way he lands his elbow on the person he's delivering it to. I think he's mastered it, John. I just think he's a wizard. You know, I think. I'd imagine it just really hurts, but he's tough. I see, but I can really. Oh man, you he heard about doesn't... that? You heard about the locker room IQs test? You know, Mark Briscoe. He's, he's a smart man, brother. You know, it definitely isn't as Mick used to take it worse. I think that's pretty visibly clear. The way Mick did it was disgusting. Mick was Mick just kind of did it. There was no yeah. like, what's the word, slight of hand or anything. Like, there was no magic yeah. to it. He he just did it. He just went for it. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, he was a good wrestler, McFarley. Yeah, big Christmas mm-hmm. guy, you know. McFarley, big Christmas guy. He should be on the yes. show tonight. We play scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, big Foley, big Christmas tree behind him, <laughs> reviewing <laughs> Dynamite. Continental real. Classic graphic in front of him. Uh, uh, Johnny uh, 199 appreciate it y'all still interested in the Keith Lee versus Swerve um, no, no I think they should cancel it um, I don't think they should do it I need Keith I to watch... have a really good show in against Brian Cage mm. need, he needs to have a really good show when I went to Revolution in like March uh, the live rampage there was Swerve and Parker Bordreau against Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes this was March, and we have just circled wow. back. See the ringside news report. 
I remember that too. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> what was the? <laughs> it's ringside news, and it's all like, it's whatever. Thought like, they reported like Parker Bedros like getting ready for a return, and he's been out because he's injured. <laughs> Get ready, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to, I guess. You look like it physically pains you. But... He's going to be Ziggler's heater when he comes in. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> that was unnecessary. That, that was, was, that was disgusting. Especially you know, at Christmas. You, Charlie just killed the Christmas spirit to end the podcast, yeah. you know. I'm disgusting. good with that. Could have mentioned David Finley training with Natalia. Could have brought that one up. That's oh. definitely not as bad as what you just... Oh, wait, yeah, that's said. not... Broken Finley not. was there as well. We that's that's a moral. <laughs> generational generational sure. wrestlers. Natalia's respected so. in this business by her peers, you know? A lot of people are respected by their peers in professional wrestling. It doesn't mean I have to be on board with <laughs> that. Didn't Child say you David have to, Finley. mate. Imagine Didn't the match, Natalia, you would construct with David Finley. Jesus, Nonetheless, while we're talking about Finley, um, Grin Grappler next month is about Fit Finley. So, right, right. anyone who's is anyone it? who's been waiting, yeah, I'm very excited. Oracle I, I, plotting I, I, uh, his next lineup. Very excited. I appreciate that like, late night Grin audience, you know, because like it's pretty good. Right? They, they do for those that don't know. Over on the WrestlePure side of this uh, beautiful brotherhood we have from the late night Grin, um. They do this thing called the Green Grappler, where they'll pick, you know, I think, isn't it wrestlers whose birthday is that month or something? Yes, yeah. like, it'll be like a select, random selection of wrestlers from all different like, generations and stuff. And they'll ask the audience, who do you want us to do a deep dive on? And they'll do a deep dive, and it'll be like, what, the best three, five matches from different periods of the career? Mm-hmm, and they'll yeah. basically do a deep dive at the, on their career and talk grabs. It's, it's a beautiful show, you know? Yeah. But when you do the poll, when you do the poll and you have like the four or five notes of who it is, the person who like, if you just put it on Twitter or something, you know, if you just put it like, say if it was a Wrestle Purist or like one of the oh, yeah. big like Wrestle Ops or someone like that, yeah. if they just put it, it would be a completely different answer. Like the ob- it's oh, never sure. the obvious answer is my long-winded way of saying. Well, I appreciate you know? it. I mean, Fitz going to be, we've, uh, he's one of Oracle's all-time favourites and he's already getting to work on the lineup, and there's like, there's an 18 minute TV match with Ray that we're doing that I'm really excited to watch. There's a match with Jericho. Him and Jericho only had two singles matches in their whole career. One in '98, and they had one in like 2009 on Superstars. And they got 13 minutes for this match, oh. and you just know the agents didn't even look at that, and they just let them go out there and grapple. So I'm I'm excited to cover Fit for sure. I know we kind of just like popped ourselves yeah. at like you know. How wrestlers and lights what appears in the business, but like Fit Finley is one of those who's very, very respected as a wrestler oh, by his yeah. peers. But like, I kind of feel like his run in like the late, you know, the late two thousands, mid two thousands is like severely slept on. Like this is Dude. like an old man, bro, like going out yeah, there, and just fucking. It's in two thousand and six, he's genuinely like one of the best workers in the industry, and he's in his mid fifties. You know, like, um, and even when he, the one that people don't know at all and have not seen, and I implore anyone to watch this, when he leaves WWE, he goes and does the indies. And he has a couple matches with Sammy Callahan. Yes, Sammy Callahan, that are like mm-hmm. genuinely like modern classics. And 
I think Charlie and Monty Nami would love to know that if I'm putting over a Sammy Callahan match, yeah, it took me some convincing. Unbelievable matches. So yeah, he's fits an all timer. And he's stuff in Germany I've not even seen a lot of, but apparently that's like the best work of his career. Yeah. So I've heard really good stuff about a lot of his European stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Green Yeah, you do. Absolutely. There's so many great wrestlers to kind of. That's the best way to study wrestling history, I think. Find wrestlers mm-hmm. you like and do, go into their history, and then you meet other wrestlers along the way. Yeah, it's a blast. Will Chisholm, five dollars as we're winding down here. Um, did Tony get Parker because he slightly looks like Brock? Also, another <laughs> trash guy, Paul Heyman said, would be a big deal. I mean, the promoter's cast, brother. Paul Lee just getting the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) 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 Tremendous. I don't know, mate. I don't know what Tony's thinking. Um, Right, let's wrap it up. I know Joe Hall, but speaking of late night green, he's going to be over there very shortly. Um, I I will be locked in myself. It's a big show, Monty. Big show. You know what we're doing tonight, right? Nominees, bruv. We're deciding the nominees for the only awards on the same level as the rest of the awards, the Golden Grinnies, with awards such as Best Hair, the Weekly Bob's Over Needle Mover of the Year, um, the Devon Howes Seashow Rest of the Year. I mean, we're talking the creme de la creme, you know, the big mm. time. So, see how, see, he, how is Ring of Honor the Seashow? I don't know but if there are debate. still C. I asked Oracle this, and he said Ring of Honor. I don't think Ring of Honor is a C show. Though. They're just like an A show, not people don't watch, right? Is yeah, there a, guess, the only C show I'll, left is would, main event? People people would let you get away with NXT and Ring of Honor, I think. Yeah. Well, I think the only real ones are NXT level up and main event. So we'll, They're we'll the only this real year. ones, if you want to be technical. Yeah. Well, I believe in the real, money. I believe in the real. But we'll be debating all that and oh, more. Um, wrestled on level up. So. There you go. Uh, Lola Vice is Oracle's leading candidate. I'll leave that there. Now, nonetheless, that'll be up here in 15 minutes. Twitch.tv slash late night grin. Uh, the fellas have got gifts to open to, which without spoiling anything, I think Monty can co-sign. Is very, uh, they're very funny gifts awaiting these fellas. So it's going to be a blast. Be be a, our, Christmas, our Christmas show. So uh, if for some reason you watch this and said, I would like to watch more professional wrestling conversational content, guess what? We got you at late night grin. So it's like you cover. And yep. Charlie, if you're sick of our voices, Charlie has wrote some words. You know, I did. She's uh, she's done a, a, another one of her world famous features. I'm not on. The, I don't think I'm overselling it at all. They are world famous features by Charlie. You know, the latest on Will Ospreay's year, and I think you've, yes. you've got another one coming out at some point as well. So I do. I have two yeah. in the works. Um, oh yeah. Got we got the. Uh, Continental Classic Breakdown, which is similar to my G1 Breakdown, if you read that one back when, back over summer, I'm where I just Charlie. Out, like, I'm in Charlie. Like, like, every every in the G1. God. It was a commitment, and I oh, had a lot G1 of fun. G1 as well, there. man. Jesus. It was brutal, but listen, was like, I there was like 60 wrestlers in it. It was crazy. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so got that breakdown coming. We've got Tag Team of the Year. My schedule's a bit crazy over the next couple of weeks because holiday season, so that one might be beginning of January. We'll see what happens, but have got a couple of things coming. Be excited about it. Yeah, man, exciting Please. stuff happening at the WrestlePurist HQ. 
you know, features. I want to. I really want to get the features popping again. You know, get them, get them churned out as often as possible. We've just dropped one from our uh, one of our more newer writers, Devin. He's actually a very good writer. Yes. Um, he don't quite have the world famous following that Joe Hulbert and Charlie have, but he's actually a very, very talented writer. So if you haven't Absolutely. read his feature on um, Athena and Billy Starks, and go check that very, out. Very I think it's one of our last tweets, so it won't take long scrolling through the rest of Bruce page to find it. Um, but yeah, okay, that's enough for the plugs. Uh, we will, be, we won't be back tomorrow, will we, Joe? We will not, will not be back tomorrow. No, I will be but, at the cinema. <laughs> So I do kind of want to do an actual Christmas yeah. special at some point. So I'm going to try. I can't promise anything. But hopefully at some point before Monday, obviously, Christmas, we I'm going to try and do some sort of Christmas stream. Um, but, yeah, as always, guys, please like, subscribe. Thank you for the Super Chats. Massively appreciated, as always. And uh, thanks for watching. Hopefully we'll see you before Christmas. But if not, Merry Christmas from the WrestlePurist from the WrestlePurist family and I hope everyone has a happy holidays. Peace. Mm-hmm.